Hi, this is Dustin's mom, and I've never listened to None Taken. So do you have any advice for me to stop worrying about flying? I don't think you can. You're just going to say the same dumb shit everyone tells me. The most dangerous part about traveling is the car ride to the airport. I think I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... It, I would I, I would say statistics indicate that it's doesn't it's way not logical. Than, it's not something I can use logic on. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like uh, I can tell you all the statistics in the world, but it's, I already it's know still, you're, you're you're in a tin can when, in the air. Yeah, when it starts to shake, I'm like, Oof, that feels worse than when a bus does way worse. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, well, here's what I would say. Maybe this will help. The consequences for failure in an airplane are so significantly high that not the safety checks oh. it's not helping i see the safety checks are way more extreme than any like like the safety checks a bus driver makes before they get on the bus and drive are nothing compared to the safety yeah. checks that a pilot makes before they get on a plane and fly sure. so you know and i mean historically you know very low chances of you know yeah things that's going true wrong. that's true that's true so Plus, it'd be cool. Die in a plane crash. Do you know anybody that died in a plane crash? Uh, not personally. Yeah, I don't no. know anybody. Wait, do you know someone who knows someone that died in a plane crash? Um, don't say yes. People. So <laughs> fuck. I was. I thought that was going to make me never worry about flying again. We both would be like, yeah, that's true. I don't know anyone that has. In fact, planes the, aren't the, real. The company I worked for oh, lost uh, nine people on nine eleven. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah, that's not really a plane crash, though. I mean, it, technically, it's a plane crash. Actually, that's about that's the plane crash. Well, that, that's yeah. one of two. Uh, speaking of speaking of um, things getting slammed into things, did you see this link I put in as our show opener? I saw the name. Yeah, I, I, I recognize right. those. So uh, don't watch, don't play it yet. So I'll wait for you to open the link. But yeah, Adria, what, who, who, who? What's the link? What name did you see, Alan? Uh, Adriana Chechik. Yes. Adriana Chechik was at the Twitch convention. Oh, I know about TwitchCon. This is San Diego. Yeah. Oh, you know about Twitch. Why don't you tell the listeners about TwitchCon? Yeah. All the Twitch stars get together and uh, put on a little convention. That's Yeah. I didn't realize she was there. I mean, she's a streamer of some sorts, Alan. Uh, <laughs> so they had like a... Um, uh, was it like American Gra- Gladiators where you're on the two platforms and you've got like the padded uh, batons. Oh, yeah. The, and you the, go, you, the joust. Joust. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, like joust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were doing like a joust thing over a foam pit and she won. Won. Alan would say won. Uh, <laughs> a Latin American name. Mm-hmm. And so she won. And to celebrate, she like jumped up and did like the double high kick splits, touching her feet, and then landed in the ball pit or in the uh, <laughs> ball pit, in the uh, in the foam pit. Foam pit. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, did you open that link already with the story about what happened? I have. Okay. I have what's that say? It. What's the headline say? It says I broke my back, gnarly landing in shallow foam pit. This sounds bad. So the fucking story is. Uh, let me play this. And why don't you open it too? Okay. I mean, I'm gonna see when your cursor does it, and then we'll. Look I already it. did. I'm, oh. I just haven't. I have it paused. I okay. Played it. Oh my god! Oh, big oh, sense of her own. Good? Great victory there. Oh. I can't get out. Are you, are you okay? Are you okay? She, she's held down by the pitbull medic. Are you okay? Yeah. 
gravity. No, no, she's fine. <laughs> All right, we'll make sure she's okay. She is very much not fine. She's like, she, 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 she landed on she her back landed, after she did that. Well, yeah. she landed like directly on her tailbone. Directly on her tailbone. But it's a ball pit. Like, it's a foam pit, right? Yeah, but there's not enough foam. I, Dude, so it looks like a normal foam pit. Like, you know, you got two, three feet of yeah, foam in no, there. Yeah, but no, but if you watch the impact... You can tell it just slams in. The, like the foam blocks that you see are the extent of the foam pit. Yeah, apparently. And underneath it, they don't have like a foam pad underneath it. It goes straight to concrete. Floor. Yeah. Oh, Jesus She Christ. broke her back in two places. Oh. I mean, that could end her career. <laughs> Damn it, I have a whole joke ready, Alan. So I actually heard her talking to it's related to that. Actually, I heard her talking to Dr. Drew. Of course, it's Dr. Drew about how like some position or pose that she's like famous for making is like has put a lot of damage on her back. I I can imagine it. Um, You know, it's this one. I can also imagine. Yeah. And then I think the arms probably right there, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, she had said that because of that position, she's in danger of breaking her back. Like she'd been told that. Oh man. And I'm going to make, I'm going to avoid making the obvious back shots joke here. Um, but I will make the equally obvious paralyzed Twitch joke. Should we hit record? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. You ready? I am ready. She's a porn star. Do people know that? Are I'm you recording? Relatively certain people know that. <laughs> okay. We do mostly have yes. male listeners. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. The ways I just ain't got the means. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. The time of this recording is Tuesday, October 10th, 2022. It's a great day for America. We are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. We don't have an advertising budget. Y'all are ads. If you haven't left us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, do so now. We've got time. Like I said last week, use your friend's phone. Use your girlfriend's phone their fault for leaving it out take a picture of your dick so does a screensaver you can find none takeout on all major social media apps sorry troth central a great way to help out the show is to give us all your money but we like it when you exchange for us and we have fun stuff for you at our fungible none taken store.com fun stuff like our cunt mug and i actually have a, a shirt up there i forgot i uh so alan i've been talking about this i turned 40 and mm, i yes. uh i wanted to buy a shirt that i saw that said i'm aging like fine wine uh, fruity and complex and <laughs> with shipping, it was going to be like $40. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I'll just sell it on my store and buy a proof, which I did. And now you can too. 
Nice. Um, as I say, and your support keeps the show going. Be like Slick It's Digital for all your SEO and marketing needs. If you're trying to improve your brand, slickitsdigital.com. Hell yeah. Alan, what is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a fantastic week last week. Um, I am currently on day six of working straight. Yeah. <laughs> like my last day off was the day we recorded yeah. the show, the Tuesday. Um, I am burnt, dude. But uh, I'm off tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to that. Actually, I did get up to some fun hijinks this weekend. Mr. Tim Rowe texted me. You on guys Saturday. took a really cool picture together. We did. We actually we took a few. Huh? Um, anyways, he texted me and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna be out there. Like, if you want to come out." And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, you know, I'm working. Like, maybe we'll see." And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, dude. I've been out it. for a while. Yeah. I need to blow off some steam. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do this." So uh, we made an army. Um, and. Nice. <laughs> He texted me because they got there before me. He's like, dude, it's a really weird vibe here. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, kind of like, basically, you'll see when you get here. Huh. So apparently, they were doing like an Oktoberfest thing. <laughs> and I wasn't aware. So we get How there. How German playing, was it? <laughs> they're playing like German. Like Oompa music? German music. It, it was a wide variety of, of music. Like Rammstein or no, like but polka? Like, it was like covers of American songs, but in, in German. Huh. Um, sometimes it was like techno. Sometimes it was like I guess yeah. they played Nine Nine Love Balloons or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't. Anyway, like song. I oh, and all the staff was dressed up in like like German attire, like the beer girl kind okay. of thing. Yeah. And they were yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, nice. And they were Balcony selling like these, tits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're selling like these big steins um, that you could get, you know, like fucking I don't know, yeah. twenty four ounce beers in or mm. whatever. Anyways, so that was cool. Uh, definitely wasn't expecting to walk into that, but yeah. it was still a fun time. Uh, we hung out with him and his girlfriend and me, and we just uh, drank some beers and uh, had a really good combo and just hung out. It was it was a lot of fun. That's cool, fun. man. So I'm really glad I went out and did that. Um, love hanging out with that dude, man. It's always a blast. Yeah, so. yeah I'm glad. That's cool, dude. Yeah, how, how about you, man? What'd you get up to? Uh, well, I turned 40 on Saturday, and I predicted it. Well, well, here's the first thing I did for my birthday. First, the celebration started on Friday when we interviewed Scott Horton for our podcast, right, None Taken right. Podcast. So I'll play a clip for a couple of clips from that on this week's show, just as a tease, just a taste. Mm. Uh, the. Saturday, uh, as predicted, Oklahoma was playing Texas. I was like, I want to be away from a television for this. So we went on a hike for my birthday. It was great. It was the same hike we did last year on my birthday, but the leaves were actually a little bit different. Uh, the weather was a little different this year than last. And it was just... Is it cold already? Um, it was getting cold. Yeah. I was good in a t-shirt, but it was like right at the cusp of like, should I warn a hoodie? I'm glad I didn't, but you know, like mm -hmm. you weren't sure anymore. Whereas like anytime for the last six months, it's like, don't wear a hoodie. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. There's a humidity jacket. Don't worry. <laughs> Right, um, right. it was nice. There weren't any bugs. Um, both dogs were real good on the walk. Uh, it was, it was really fun. And we came back and, I uh, let's see what else did we do. We went out to dinner. Uh, we, dude, we went to like a fancy place that had pizza, but it had pizza. It's like Natasha is just oh. like my grown toddler needs to have, <laughs> it, it was really, really good. It was a place called folk in East Nashville. Um, you had a fancy drink. I think I saw, what did I have? Like an old fashioned or something? Yeah, she actually got an old. Well, they didn't have an old fashioned on the menu, but they made an old fashioned, but they didn't like it was. I don't remember what was special about theirs. Um, I don't remember what I got, but it was really good, too. Like, I was fine just with one drink. We were going out afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. That was good. The dessert was good. Food was great. We went out afterwards to, uh, like I said, our friend works for Jack White and they were having a, a little DJ night at the Third Man Records in downtown. So we went cool. to that and met up with them. Um, that was a lot of fun. We ended up staying out to like one or two. 
uh, went, it was nice. kind of, it's kind of close to our old place. So we went to never, never, we went by Lucky's before uh, we went home. It was a good time, man. All your, all your. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. And Erica and, uh, um, Erica and Bo were at never, never. So it was really good to see them again. Yeah. It was a good nice. birthday, man. It was a really good birthday. It was like, that's awesome. And I got pretty drunk, but, um, we got home and I woke up without a hangover. Oh, I was like, this is yeah, a win. This is a 40 year old being very responsible. <laughs> hey, it's hard to get drunk when you keep smoking pot all day. You Responsible know? Like, is like your middle name, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's my middle name, not my first or last. Uh, isn't that what that means, right? And responsible is like the third most important name, one that a lot of people don't have. Natasha doesn't have a middle name. Um, do you have a middle name, Alan? I, I Alan is my middle name. That's right. I know your middle name. <laughs> God damn it. You know I still don't know how to spell Floyd. Like there should be two F's or two L's, and you say there's oh, one of each. Well, all right. There's well, one of each. Well, Lloyd has two hard. L's. No, it's F L O. Lloyd has two L's. No. Oh, Lloyd does. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's it? Because that'd be weird, just L O I D. That'd be weird. Why would that be weird? That's how you should spell it. You don't need two <laughs> L's. Okay, whatever. Can I play our first sound? Yeah. Okay, so Please. I got a clip here from Brido. Like I said, Brido's been working on some new stuff after he recorded his special. Pretty sure uh-huh. this is one of his newer things. Let's play this. Obi Wan Kenobi, maybe the dumbest reveal of all time. <laughs> Like, people always like, how do people not know the difference between Clark Kent and Superman? It's just glasses? Okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi is way fucking dumber. Here's the plot that I can catch you up on. All of the bad guys want to kill this dude whose name is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So to completely trick them, he goes by... Ben Kenobi. <laughs> he wears the same Jedi clothes, same clothes, same beard. I didn't changes. He shouldn't have lasted five seconds on Tatooine. <laughs> but that's how it worked. People were like, no idea who this... Be-. Okay, that'd be like if SEAL Team 6 was like, we're about to go get Bin Laden. And one of them's like, hold! Turns out it's just old Ben Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to like it. I was like, it's a new bridal. Just put it in the show. Fucking open the show. That's great. Yeah. Uh, This one's uh, Toaster sent this in. Uh, Sorry. I'm a sexy toaster on Instagram. Uh, It's I'm a sexy toaster and a number after it because they keep getting banned. Um, Socialism. Bill Burr had a right wing fan send him an angry message asking him why he talked favorably about socialism in one of his shows. So this is his response. It's about a minute and I haven't played this all the way through either. When, when toaster sent this, I was like, Oh dude, I'm just going to play that on the show. He's like, dude, it gets deeper than I thought. I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear anything. I'm gonna play it on the show. <laughs> Hi Bill, you redheaded fuck. <laughs> I, I really appreciate the bluntness of that. How, how are you? Um, last week you mentioned, uh, you don't know why people demonize socialism. Um, I was really taken aback at that statement. Oh, Jesus Christ. Every country that has tried socialism has failed. And it's responsible for tens of millions of deaths. All right. So would you say capitalism is working? It is It is not, uh, you know, when like, what is it? Like 99% of the wealth is in like fucking 2% of the people's hands. All of these tent cities, you're telling me this is working? You don't think capitalism is responsible for tens of millions of deaths? Not going to lie. I uh, mistook this for something that would be stand-up related. I'm going to keep playing it, but it did belong later in the show, I think. Um, Anyway, Russia, Germany, China, Cuba, and most recently, Venezuela have tried or right now 
our socialist countries. Uh, as far as I know, whatever Cuba was trying to do, we prevented them from doing with a fucking embargo or whatever the hell we did. We've been fucking with them for 60 years. So I think you're looking at like, you know, like what a lot of people do is you look at your own country through rose-colored glasses the same way you look at your own sports team like, oh, my team doesn't cheat, but your team does. You know, that wasn't like really an argument that I hadn't heard before, especially the whole like, don't fucking use Cuba as an example. All the U.S. has done is prevent like if they've done anything, it's a fucking miracle. But yeah. uh yeah, I feel like I've kind of heard those arguments before, but I do I have to. I like the bravery of him and his social circles being like, no, fuck that. I'll fucking call that. And he's got a point. Also, this isn't capitalism. So like, like, you know, the same <laughs> argument where it's like, well, it's not real socialism. Like if, if I get to say this isn't real capitalism, people can say that's not real socialism. I'm not going to argue with them. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay. Can I play some comedy though? This, this that, yes, that was a that. good yeah. mistake. That was, that was probably more like a how about that? That is. Uh, oh, I got a button for that. Oh, All right, this one was sent in by uh, the young thrash lad, who, by the mm. way, survived a really scary car accident about a week and a half ago. I'm glad to hear I you're doing that. that. He says he just has scrapes and some aches and pains, but not much. Man, I wish I was fucking however young he is. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to know how young he is. I, uh, part of me is like, ah, you know, these kids listen to us. They're all in their twenties, you know, like it makes, it makes me feel, uh, it makes, it makes me feel youthful that our audience relates to us, uh, despite me being a 40 year old and uh, it's okay. We got Alan, young Alan over here. As I right. said, this is, uh, from the young, the young thrash bastard sent this I never in. felt old until I, uh, and it's about being old. I never felt old until I started watching TV with my kid. We started watching Sesame Street. It was always first started watching together, and I didn't feel old, and I, until I started doing that, because like when you watch Sesame Street as a kid, specifically Bert and Ernie. This is Eddie Pence. Ernie is okay. awesome. You love Ernie as a child. You're like, oh my god, Ernie's so much fun. He's playing the trumpet at 3 a.m. and he's got <laughs> the kitchen's full of chickens, and he filled up the entire living room with bubble bath. And you're like, oh my god, he's just running around. He's like, oh my god, Ernie. That's what adulthood is. I love Ernie. And I'm sitting there as an adult watching with my kid. He's laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, Bert, leave. <laughs> Why are you still with him? This is not working. He doesn't respect you. Move out. <laughs> I don't kick him out. You're probably paying rent. This is not work. I don't care if this is sexual. You'll find somebody else. <laughs> you're a good looking dude. Just work on the unibrow thing. You're fine. <laughs> so that's when you know you're old. When you see the world through Bert's eyes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it creeps in on you. It's not like overnight. It does. You're just no, like, hey. no. You just wake up and then, uh, every day it gets a little bit. Worse. The house next to us is a <laughs> rental, and uh, it's been empty pretty much since we moved here. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, like a family showed up. They drove up from Chattanooga, and I guess they didn't clear things with the landlord, and they had to go back. They couldn't get look at it. They wouldn't. Oh wow! I know, right? But Natasha was like, "Yeah, it's a whole family." I'm like, "Oh fucking Christ, no!" <laughs> like in our mind, our fantasy is some other couple's going to move in there with a family of dogs, just like us. Right. And there right. won't be screaming children in the backyard, but it's a three bedroom house. It's got a backyard. It's in the suburbs. Like it's got a farm behind it. Of course Probably going to be a family. family. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's an elementary school and a middle school right down the street. Like, come on, like. <laughs> fucking magnet all right anyways um this is a guy tom cotter uh i i don't know who this is but thrashed in, in a couple of uh, videos of him he was on like i don't watch america's got talent or any of those type of Me shows either, yeah. um one of the videos he sent in was from there so i don't know he's midly popular right like i mean i i think most comedians would love to be on america's got talent in terms oh, of like I, fame I level so, yeah. but i've never heard yeah. of him but uh tom, tom cotter deal with north korea and isis 
And I'll tell you something in all candor, and don't judge me on this, but I hang the ISIS flag in front of my home, and I'll tell you why I do that. Because <laughs> I cannot afford a home security service. <laughs> so my house is under 24-hour surveillance by the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA for free. You're welcome, America. I'm Tom Cotter, and I hate deal with uh, that's, <laughs> he that's looks like funny. he looks like a republican just like very white uh <laughs> this is another one um how can i set this one up this is about um teachers we'll say this is about teachers i lease apartments for a living now someone called in the other day and said uh, i need a one-bedroom apartment this is my budget and i'm looking for a particular school district and I said, oh, you have kids. And he said, no. What? <laughs> and then I still had to ask all the apartment questions. <laughs> okay, do you have any pets? <laughs> and like three minutes into the conversation, it comes up that he's a teacher. And I was like, you should have said that immediately. <laughs> Because I haven't been writing anything down. <laughs> I really gave up on you a second ago. Uh, uh, there's a couple here sent in by Paul. This is uh, someone has an X in the NBA. I guess that would be the best setup for this. Uh, who is this, by the way? This is Brittany, Brittany Schmidt, I guess. I don't know who this is. Here that I used to hook up with in the NBA and I thought he was going to be calling to talk about the glory days, the hoary days. But instead, he called to tell me that now he's a Jehovah's Witness. Oh my God. And I should repent. <laughs> and I started laughing. <laughs> and he was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, this is just really hard to hear coming from someone who peed in my mouth. <laughs> and then he said, Brittany, this is life-changing stuff. And I said, so is that threesome we had with your cousin Keith. <laughs> After I wrote that joke, my husband was like, babe, have you ever Googled how many ex-NBA players are Jehovah's Witnesses? And I was like, no, why? And he's like, there's two. Oh. Oh. You guys go home tonight and do that Google search, just know. He was the light-skinned one. <laughs> okay, let's Google it. Alan, you're faster than me. Do your Google foo. Come on, come on, come on, do it. Do it. I mean, this next little clip ready. <laughs> that was way better than I thought it would be. I, would, yeah. I hadn't heard that through. Good one, Paul. Uh, let me get this next one loaded up. This next one is the uh, only note I put on here is dad dick. Oh, it's Anthony Jezelnik. Did you find out the ex-NBA players? The former Danny NBA... Granger. <laughs> okay, there we go. Not a name I knew. Uh, <laughs> me all right, cool. I think like a lot of, like a lot of guys, I'll never forget the one time I saw my dad's penis. I said, Dad, don't text me shit like that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he was a writer for... Um, Jezelnik? Yeah, he was a writer for The Tonight Show. What's the guy's name? Uh, Jimmy, the, the bad oh. Tonight Show. Oh, the guy that smiles, that laughs at himself all the time? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What's his name? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Yeah. He was a writer for that show. Oh. And he said that like every joke he wrote, they got they got turned down because he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm that. Not, it's really yeah. funny, but I'm not going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's, I, I'm not a fan of Jimmy Fallon. I'm sorry. 
I know it's not. It's really like not bold. I'm not even a that, huge but... fan of Jesselnik. I mean, he's kind of no. A I'm not either. Actually, yeah, yeah. This might be the first Jesselnik we've played here because I don't know. I like, think it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lane though, and you know. I don't, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Matthew Broussard. This is Alan sent this in. Matthew Broussard. So this is about uh, Tums. And Alan said, "I don't think. I think it's too visual to play on the show." And Tums. I said. <laughs> Fuck Tums. I think Tums is just sweet tarts that went through gay conversion therapy. I think that's what Tums is. Here's what I've used that I, I recommend. I take baking soda. So it's super neutral. You can just swallow a spoonful. Very quickly neutralizes the burn. And it's nice for me because I travel a lot. So whenever I fly now, I always try to keep handy a little Ziploc bag full of baking soda. I would like to clarify one thing. I'm not into cocaine. It is not my thing, but it is difficult to convince a stranger of that because I look like I flip ski lodges, right? If you picture my sinuses, you would see Cafe de Monde. Uh, I had an incident. I was at the airport. I was going through security. I put my bag on the conveyor belt. I go through the machine, and when I get to the other side, there's a guard holding my bag, and he says, Sir, is this yours? He plops my bag down, unzips it, reaches in like a candy crane and pulls out this little baggie full of white powder. And I was just like, oh shit, this probably sounds crazy, but can I, um, can I show you something with that really quick? And in case you're wondering how white I am, he goes, uh, yeah, sure. And he hands it to me. And I say, check this out. My dad was a chemist and I can prove that it's not that. So I reach in, I scoop out a small handful and I start sprinkling it out of my fingers. And I said, you see that? If this was cocaine, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, you know what? That actually worked better than I anticipated. Yeah. On the show. You know, yeah. I was hanging out with somebody on Saturday night, and the conversation cocaine came up, and they talked about how they don't do cocaine very often. And then I found out later, talking to their wife, that they were both on cocaine that night while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, what the fuck, man? Uh, it's not like I'm going to take it from you. <laughs> like, <laughs> explained a lot. He kept talking about why Jay Z was the best rapper alive because of like a certain line. I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, something about conscious rap. If I haven't wrote a conscious rap, that I, I don't honestly. I, I should remember. He said it like nine times, and all I could do is be polite. Uh huh. All right. I want to go home. Like, it's too late for me, not you. Um, oh, he was going all night. Yeah, he was having a good time. Uh, uh, what is this? Oh, so okay. This will actually kind of transition us into isn't that something? So this is a stand-up clip that I cannot count how many people fucking sent this in. Um, Alan sent this in. I mean, I'd just start naming listeners at this point. I can't. Slickit sent this in. Um, I don't know. But you, you sent this to me as well. Uh, the headline is Heckler Throws Beer Can at Comedian. So here's Oh, the, yeah, yeah. It's a minute and a half. Is that too long, you think? It's good? No, I, I think okay, it's good. Here we go. What's your question? Did you vote for Donald Trump? Did I vote for Donald Trump? What do you think? No. Okay. Here's a question for you. Why would you ask me that in here knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, just for context. If it makes you feel any better, I vote in New York. My vote doesn't matter there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter here either. It doesn't matter. Guys, everybody vote for whoever you want to vote. I don't, I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden. 
<laughs> is that bitch mic'd? I don't know. Why does it matter? I know. It sounds like it, right? Yeah, so what? Why does it matter? I can just tell by your jokes you voted for Biden. Why are we talking about politics? I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Trump. Okay, it goes on and then she ends up throwing a beer at her. Is the rest good? Because there's like another 30 se- 40 seconds. I think the rest is okay. good. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good line. Like, I can yeah. tell by the fact that you're still talking after nobody else wants you to. It's just, you know, because it's like, yeah, we, it's over. It's already over. Stop. Oh, my God, that's so loud. But I did ask if anybody had any questions. I didn't think it was. <laughs> That's on me. That was on me for thinking I could have a human interaction with somebody. It's true. We were talking about crowd work last week. No, I'm not. I'm so insecure. I went and got an IED. Whoa! Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm never coming out of the Are you kidding me? She's drinking it. She picks it up and chucks it here. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's a fucking win. Oh, I'm so glad we that's watched the, the whole thing. That's the best part. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, she just, like, picks up the beer can and chugs what's yeah. left of the beer. <laughs> it, 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 like, hit the wall behind her yeah. and just splattered everywhere. Yeah. There's a great yeah. visual. Oh, but, man, wow. I got to get so a still of that. Apparently, the, the the club has pressed charges against this this uh, person that was there for assault, et cetera. But wow, it's, man. Yeah. Wow. Where's that club? I have no idea. It's yeah. got to be middle America somewhere, yeah, right? Maybe, yeah. It wasn't New York because they said it doesn't matter here either. So yeah, yeah. Uncle Vinny's. That's New Jersey. Sounds like some Jersey ass shit though, doesn't <laughs> Uncle Vinny kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle uh, well, let's move into our. Oh, about that segment. Dude, yeah, you fucking nailed it. It is in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny. Um, so let's uh, let's watch some woodworking with the, Jerry sent this in. Uh, State yelling champ on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yes. This is um, Lehigh Valley Workshop. Me oh, I love this. I account. know. I love this account too. Uh, Jerry sent this in on the group chat that we're on. So I saw an article the other day that was desperately trying to figure. Oh, just so the listeners understand, it's a video of him doing like work woodworking tutorials, but the conversation is you know everything else. Right. And the, the- hey, fuckheads. So uh- <laughs> hey, fuckheads. What? The audio on on these posts is so good that you'll see other people post stuff with the the audio that he of him talking behind it oh like yeah that's how yeah yeah, yeah. same thing <laughs> gets picked up by other hey fuck kids so i hey, saw an article the other day that was desperately trying to figure out why millennials and gen z are so anxious and depressed and it made me think of another fun little piece of bar trivia did you know that it was 66 years between the wright brothers first flight and neil armstrong walking on the moon in my hand right now, I have a little electronic box that makes the Library of Alexandria look like a fucking joke. And you would think with all of this technology and knowledge, we could usher in some golden age of humanity. But instead, I wake up every morning wondering if some narcissistic dictator with the emotional maturity of a toddler got so enraged by their micro penis that they decided to end the world. All of us live with the knowledge that we have enough food to feed every person on this earth, but people starve to death every minute. We have the technology and ability to end the climate crisis, but because of banal greed, we're left to boil alive in our skin suits like overcooked sausages. We're watching the systemic destruction of our existence at the hands of an intentionally opaque political system designed to water down our collective will to the point of uselessness. So yeah. 
are fucking riddled with anxiety and depression. I'm sorry that I can't function in the face of this gluttonous excess that all of us are forced to feed every single day. We are all made to be complicit and then called hypocrites when we try to call it out. Which reminds me, I'm restocking my shop tomorrow, so make sure to swing on by because capitalism is a drug. We're all addicts, and it's going to kill us all. Have and he's selling <laughs> bottle openers that he just showed you how to make. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lehigh Valley Workshop, great fucking follow. Can't oh, recommend it's awesome. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you like dystopic uh, perspectives on our world and future world, that is the place for you. Oh, I love that. Uh, with a clip from Brido's newest episode. Well, when's this come out? Tomorrow? Yeah, it's still his newest episode. So, episode, fuck, does it have a number on it? No. Great. It's called Uncle Charles, y'all. Uh, it's his one from last Friday. Um, yeah, it was, great. it was a great episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. This is like 50 seconds from that. Um, it's about, so like, I know we don't talk about sports, um, but there's somebody in baseball was hit, breaking a record or something, and they kept like interrupting other live events to be like, here's the man standing in a batter's box. I know you're here to watch football, but I know you know you you might like baseball, and he might do something, and he wouldn't, and you just be like, this is fucking horrible, like... Anyway, he hit like 61 or something. He right? did. He hit 61 home runs. Oh, and then ESPN made a graphic that looked like the number. I'll send it to you. Uh, did I send it to you? The 61 looked like like Mario, like um, Nintendo 64. Like that's what the number reminds you of. Oh, and then they okay. had these like cutouts of Babe Ruth and uh, Mantis, Manis. Roger Maris. Roger Maris. Uh, yeah. Roger Maris, the two home run record holders before that, like in the background as cutouts. Um, mm -hmm. with Aaron judge standing in front, but they didn't do like a force awake, the force ghost where they make them like blue and like a hologram. They're just right. like black and white cutouts. It just dude, it looks so bad. And to think that it went through like multiple layers of editing and like a final approval for it was ESPN right. made it ESPN. Fucking, like, they have all the money. They're Disney. They're the mouse. Anyway, they're talking about uh, the home run record. And you know, we, we both grew up liking Barry bonds despite nobody else liking him. Um, sure. Yes. Yeah, because we're like, no, he does his baseball game properly. Like, I don't care that you don't like how rude he is. Um, right. Uh, or that he has a massive head because he took steroids. Yeah, we know. Everybody else was on steroids, steroids. too. So. Yeah, exactly. What were the pitchers? Like yeah. Uh, well, that comes up here. Aaron Judge, ostensibly not on steroids, tied Roger Maris's record from 1961. The whole time, all these pitchers on steroids. That's also Thank true. You. That's also true. I, it sounds like we need to get this dude on steroids and see what he can do, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. he would fly too close to the sun if Aaron Good Judge shit. is on steroids. Aaron, New York. Aaron Judge has earned his steroids. <laughs> he has. Barry Bonds earned his steroids, too. Yeah. You got to earn your steroids. You got you to you gotta get to a place where we got to make sure that we want to watch you for that the rest. That is... For the, for the last point. 15 years amazing. of your career. So they can start talking over each other right there. I want to play like another 10 seconds, but like what they're saying is like, we have to know that you're actually going to be a, a star for the rest of your life. You can't just have one good season. Right. You have like five good years. Like Barry Bonds had five, five, six good years in Pittsburgh. And then he went to San Francisco and it's like, yeah, now you get your steroids. Like, hell yeah. Like here. <laughs> he was a member. The first 10 years, you have to be really good. Mike Trout. Then we give you steroids. We're like, let's see what he does. Let's see what he can go with it, right? Like, like, they should just do that. They should be like, okay, we've identified the next steroids guy. Like, can you imagine if Adrian Peterson had more steroids? I almost had steroids. Like, that guy oh. definitely did a lot of steroids, but yeah. I mean, Barry Bonds, when he was at Pittsburgh, he was in the 40 40 club. He yeah. had 40 home runs and 40. He would have had a Hall Everybody says it. He would have had a Hall of Fame career, anyways. Yeah. Yep. But then he saw Mark fucking McGuire go and right. do that. And it's just like, okay, hold on then. Like, oh. 
if these guys are going to do that, like, and all I have to do is steroids and I'll be even better. Like, yeah, I I don't even blame him. Like what I just said is an (laughs) argument. Like, like, yeah, you hear that. You you should be persuaded by that. Unless you're like a prick that likes your stats. Yeah. And he had the cream and the clear, but he did it in the sport that masturbates over their stats, right? Like it's, it's the sport above all where they're like football kept, keeps adding games to their season. Baseball's like, Nope, this season's way too long and we're not going to do shit about it because our stats mean more to us than you liking it. Right. (laughs) Yes. And they keep coming up with new stats. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I can't even pay attention to it anymore. If I can't fucking calculate it by looking at two other columns on your, on your, um, stat line, like, you know, at bats to hits, I can do that. I can fucking do a batting average, but I, right. I can't know war. I can't know that. Like you have to tell right. me that like, <laughs> right, right. like you can't watch an at bat and plausibly understand what their war rating changed to, but at, but no. uh, you know, batting average, you, you could, Roughly. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, you yeah. can do the math. All right. Let me play another clip because this wasn't supposed to talk about sports this long. Way <laughs> sent this in. This is clear. This is just a fun. Oh, about that? And it's a bunch of uh, the French media put a bunch of people with funny laughs together in the same room. And this is them giggling. <laughs> All the dogs are going fucking crazy. <laughs> Okay, that's them speaking French, which is also funny. It sounds funny, right? Like it does sound a little funny. F- French. Ah, oh, the French. Ah, oh, the French. All right. Uh, Jerry sent this one in. Um, this almost went into our making fun of the right, but it's just a standalone. Good enough. Uh, oh, about that. This is an actual person actually running for office in a real place, actually called Louisiana. Look, if you hate cops just because of cops. The next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) Call a crackhead. Oh, how about that? Call a crackhead. Uh, I got, I got submissions of that from multiple formats. Like they're all recordings of the TV. Like nobody sent in a YouTube video of them, but I've got like right. three different submissions of that. And each one was a different person recording at home. Like oh, wow. n- not like people in Louisiana, obviously it was like, it's that popular. It's going around with multiple, right. like normally for a meme to break through, it doesn't have like multiple angles of a, of a shot. You know what I mean? It's right, like right, one right. image, one video. Anyway, um, I'm about to fly soon. So this story about uh, nudes on a plane kind of had my attention. Oh. It'd be kind of cool to be on one of these. Is I'm gonna, Adriana Chechik? Uh, no. Oh, no. I feel bad for her. Uh, oh, is this not? Okay, so a Southwest pilot says stop dro- airdropping nudes. So here's nudes. the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to so so people keep airdropping nudes like they open up like they st- go to send a nude and they airdrop it to everybody with an iphone that's well and, and you have to deny it you have to deny the uh you know the airdrop the airdrop uh-huh. yeah back to the gate everybody's gonna have to get off we're gonna have to get security involved oh, and it's vacation that's gonna be ruined so you folks whatever that airdrop thing is <laughs> send a naked picture let's get yourself to cabo <laughs> of course it's a flight to cabo <laughs> of course it is <laughs> that's hilarious I didn't know the Cabo part. Airdropping is so weird because I've, I've never had an iPhone. I've always been an Android guy. Oh, so it was like, one of the hardest parts about leaving Apple. Apple was, I was like, dude, airdropping. Like, it's so fucking easy. The whole concept of it is weird to me. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do it on your Android. They they add an extra step. It's not as seamless. Um, and again, it's something that Apple could do to with Android, but they won't. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Hui sent this in. This is a bad doctor. Bad, uh, bad medical advice. Mm. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Dr. Tom, Oz. Tom Segura. <laughs> say Tom Segura's doctor. Uh, All right. Uh, so, how was my health evaluation, doctor? Don't eat anything fatty. You mean like burgers, fries, and pizza? No, just don't eat anything fatty. Yeah. What do you mean by fatty? Like bacon or whatever? No, you fat ass. 
ass just don't eat anything. Just look at you. We took your man. Okay, all right, I get it. He says, don't think. So the punctuation was important. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There was a, there was a comma between By the way, it was and... the same guy playing both characters. So the accent, um, I'm guessing the accent wasn't the, the doctor's accent isn't his native <laughs> one, right? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, can I play you a video from a foreign land? Of course. I'm going to test if Natasha is listening to the podcast, but I'm going to get this loaded up first. And Tosh! 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 Um, this is somebody behind you. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, we'll play that one after this. This is a charming story about Queen Elizabeth that I, I actually, you know, you know me, I don't care for my royals. Um, <laughs> the let's let's my only royals I like are George Brett and his double tapered poops. Um, <laughs> this is a, the probably the best story about the Queen of England, and I'm willing to say that because I really don't know anything about her. Mm, okay, but there was two. Uh, this is uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Ah. Hikers coming towards us, and the Queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped, they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? <laughs> and she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. <laughs> And he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? <laughs> oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. <laughs> and as it. quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't, but Dickie meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, puts his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye. And then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs of his friends in America. And <laughs> that's pretty fucking great. That is pretty funny. Uh, do you think that's why I brought you in here, Natasha? Uh, no, you probably have an Aussie. I do, mm. I do. I can't understand what these guys are saying. Don't look at the screen because they translate it, okay? okay? All right, so this is supposedly the drunkest man in Australia, which is really saying something. Um, although the, all the Aussies I've met aren't currently in Australia, so maybe that's... Okay. Right, there you go, you fucking old fucking dead licking cunts. Anything? Uh, get out of here, you old cunt licking cunts. Mm, dad licking cunts. Oh, dad. <laughs> fucking, gotta fucking carry on for you bastards. Fucking talking about fucking pissing your fucking swags. Anything? I mean, it, you're going a little fast. I could go. I mean, it's. A I lot can't of... slow him down. Okay, here we <laughs> go. Like, I'll tell you. Carry on. Yarn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking up in the rooftop tent one night after a fucking cart and a bottle of gr Okay. I'm what? Uh, I mean, this is a lot of s slurring. This, <laughs> this is this, pretty bogus. It was like this... a tent up in somewhere. Like, yeah, I yeah. was in a rooftop tent up in the top of the, like his truck, I think. Okay. Ginger, fucking open the rooftop tent the fucking wrong way and speed on the cab of the cruiser and fucking shit me pants. <laughs> Anything there? I mean, he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that means, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Okay, what about these quality yeah. Aussie chat there? That was, that was a man 
with some cans down and fucking just yawning. Wait, wait, wait. What's cans down and yawning mean? Oh, cans down is like really drunk. Like oh, oh. Ah, because you put cans, cans down. Yeah. Okay. And then yawning, I don't know. I Maybe you said yarning, like telling a yarn. Oh. Yeah, you don't know your you, local slang. I you did know, way better really with that bad. than I expected, Tosh. That was, that was impressive. <laughs> I mean, to be for your listeners, I am an Aussie that grew up in America. So obviously right. with my accent. Um, but I have a lot of really drunk Aussie family members that <laughs> all sound like this. And I, um, Dustin will get to meet a lot of them during my sister's wedding. In the oh, spring, fun. So. Can't oh. wait. You should bring your recorder. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Just been in some situations, seen a few things. See, I I get every word of that, eh? Oh, there oh, people yeah, listening that's... going, oh, I couldn't understand that. I understand that. They're making this for Australians that don't understand yeah. it. Oh, okay. Completely. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking funny how our lingo works. So I can, yeah. We're very... We will understand the boganous cunt ever, I reckon. <laughs> Bogan, right? That's yeah. the that's the bad accent or the hard accent. Is the yeah, Bogan. Bogan's like white trash. Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, okay. Do you yeah. know that uh, Men at Work song, uh, Land Down Under, like there's some words at the beginning of it, like before you're really into the song where he basically says, I'm in a, a Volkswagen bus and I'm high on pot. But it's like, uh, do you even... Do you remember what he's saying? Or I didn't head know full that. of zombie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know it's something funny. I have a friend in America, and her name is uh, her last name is Bogan. Oh. And she gets like spam Aussie messages <laughs> that people like. Bloody hell! Is this really your last name? Like just you know. You're the boganest cunt yeah. ever. They're like, marry me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like I'll change my name. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're Sorry for being a grump earlier. Okay. For the listeners awesome. that didn't hear it, I kind of had a temper tantrum because she refused to get off the phone with her friend to play along with that. Which when I, I put it that way, got her back. That was I'm fun. Sure when I hear that was a lot edit, of fun. I'll. Uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be. That was redemption. I you was prob- redemption. I'm, I'm probably going to be embarrassed by how much of a child I acted like, but that's, uh, you know, I'm. Uh... You're just being a bad cunt. Oh, about that. Got a button oh, to show like that. that. All right. Well, let's. Uh, this is a long. How about that? Um, let's see. What else of these do we have to play? Can I play a little bit more of, especially having played the Queen and um, their subjects down in Australia? This is more of Brido's podcast, Uncle Charles, y'all, from last Friday. This is yeah. about, so I didn't know Trevor Noah was going to step down. Yeah. yeah. Has it been going on for a long time or did it just happen last week? I think it just happened okay. last week. Okay, yeah, well, that, I, mean. I guess that explains that. Um, yeah. So they were talking about that and they were kind of talking about who might replace them, I think. But they were also talking about why he never caught on Ooh. here. The moment I don't know if he did or not. It was one of the he he was there also at a time where I was like, I'm going to cut the cord and they're doing it from home. This is weird to do a monologue and not. Right, is, and yeah. Was Trump was that an advantage or a disadvantage? Because everybody was just doing the same accent. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if the, it, Trump was bad for comedy. Well, 100%. if the country going into Trump, we thought it would be great for comedy, right? I think we did. And I think, I mean, there were some, some aspects yeah. of it. I mean, there was never a lack of something to talk that's about. True. That's for yeah. sure. For the, our type of, like, our lane, yeah. there was yeah, always, yeah. yeah, that's true. Was ready to check into what a South African thought about what the oh, problem Can I just say that uh, for our lane to be the dominant lane of how comedy is going, like for the punchlines <laughs> to be about political humor, that's not good for comedy, which is No, what that's they were not saying. good for comedy. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, even, like, 
I don't miss it. I'll say that. Like, yeah. it, I mean, I, I'd rather wake up to. A, oh, it's, Biden's given us plenty of content. I've got a whole yeah, segment but, about but, that. But we don't wake up to like a tweet storm at like yeah. three o'clock in the morning from the president just going off right. random shit. That yeah, yeah, that's true. Know. It's like, oh, what am I going to be upset about because of what my friends are going to make me have to talk about today? <laughs> right? right. Like that was what yeah. it was. Okay. Well, the lady yeah. just said, or someone just said, um, the uh, nobody wanted to listen to South Af- uh, South African talk about what's wrong with America. Mm. In America the, like, the left mm. definitely was. I mean, <laughs> like everybody that you know in my Twitter sphere was down with. That. I think Ricky yeah. has a good point though, because like when John Oliver, who's British, and Trevor, and then like Corden or somebody like yeah, whenever it wouldn't be just like a fucking raised in America person. People would be like, "Oh, your country's perfect." Like I would hear people yeah. say that. Yeah, there's like a bit of a like a oh, oh, you're gonna tell us what we should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel yeah. like that 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 qualifies for me because I like yeah, it's like I can talk shit on the country because I I don't remember where that goes. I'll probably cut that somewhere before it ended, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought what was, was your what was your take on Trevor? Like, uh, I, you know, I thought it was fine, but it, it couldn't I, replace Jon Stewart's version of it. And it felt remnant. I got it. It was like that new Star Wars, that new Star Trek that was basically the Wrath of Khan when they did the second new Star Trek. And they were like, well, let's make it the same as the second old Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it was really good because it was an expansion of just a sequel to a, a remake of the second one, but it was sure. so referential to the first thing that I couldn't not be thinking of it while I was watching it. And thusly was unsatisfying. That's kind of how I felt with Trevor. No, it was fine, but it was just, and, and it's not in a xenophobic way. They're dead. Right. Like I'm not going to listen to some South African fucking tell me all the things that I want to say about my, what's the Arabic phrase. It's me and my brother, me versus my brother, me and my brother versus my cousin, me and my brother, and my cousin versus the world. And mm. you talk funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really have an issue with somebody from another country. Um, I, I know I don't I, like I, on paper. I don't, but when but I go to I put on the TV, the, I, I don't think that was the problem with Trevor. No, I th- I think you kind of hinted at this already, but th- those are huge shoes to fill, and yeah. I don't think you could even you should even have tried uh, to be the next John Stewart. I don't know why Comedy Central like they could have just had another. They didn't have no, to keep and they the like Daily crowned show. his ass. Like they were like he's the new one. Like right, yeah, right. you got to do like football coach with it. You got to be like, look, you liked the last one, and you're gonna like whoever replaces this guy. <laughs> like just put up a tomato can for six months, you know? I mean, like Craig Kilborn preceded John Stewart on on that show. Yeah. And nobody even remembers that right. shit. But that show was completely different when yeah. he was doing it. Yeah. Um, Stewart took it and just made it his own thing. And I don't like. I don't think anybody could have filled those shoes. Like e- nobody was going to be as good as Stewart. Even like, the Bond franchise picks a Lazenby, right? Like ah, that's true. yeah. It yeah. happens once and then you move on. But they wouldn't. They were like, no, five year contract or whatever. He also made a lot of money. Oh like, sure, like a lot. Like there's weird shit about his house. I. It, it's it's this side of Instagram. I don't know that. It's Atlanta didn't have a bomb type stuff because they're like he got this money from the Clintons and, and all that shit. But I don't I don't know what to make of that. Can I give you a palate cleanser and we get into our more heavier news soft subjects? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, do you? I've never heard of this guy. This somebody's called the Liver King. Never heard of him either. So I guess I had to look up who he was so I could talk about this. He's a guy that only eats raw animal organ meat. Ew. I agree. And he's dressed like he stormed the Capitol. What would our ancestors do? Okay. I'll give you a situation, and you tell me what would our ancestors have done. Sure. Okay? 
You ready? Yeah. They're about to do a poop on the ground. There's no toilet paper. What would our ancestors do? Well, I do this every day. You poop on the ground? Well, I do the equivalent of that. Sometimes it's on the ground. If I'm out here at Liver King Ranch, why would I waste my poop down the toilet? When you can eat it. When you don't consume all that worthless fiber, your poops come out perfect, crispy, hard. You know, you don't have to waste time wiping it, so you're good to go. So you don't wipe? No need to. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Double tapered. What's this? Like George Brett. You don't wipe your butt after you poop. Every once in a while, just for assurance, I'll take a look. But how many times do you need to check? How do you look <laughs> if you don't wipe? How do you look? <laughs> how do I look? What are you talking about? You put your head between your legs. <laughs> you, you know that you're good to go. This is a stupid show, Alan. I'm sorry. So you don't wipe. <laughs> what the fuck? I, most of the time, I don't wipe. I don't need to wipe. It's a nice double tapered. Why, why is there Enya music in the background? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's a Barstool interview, so that is what they did. I couldn't get rid of it. Oh, this is the end of our oh, about that. segment. And now we're moving smoothly into our Isn't That Something? And I choose the word smoothly, and I could have maybe said uh, supply or uh, amply <laughs> or a, uh, porn, porn heavy. heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, last week I mentioned my personal favorite and I, you know, you know what, as I want to do, I follow her on Instagram. Uh, so Angela white, um, oh God, I just get so distracted once I think about her. Um, the, oh man, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, uh, this clip came up in my feed and I was like, oh, that's fucking perfect. I'll play it on the show. Cause this is actually something we would say on the show. So, um, that's part of why I like her is like, I've heard her on a couple of interviews and mm-hmm. you know, so like, I feel like I know her and uh, <laughs> found out where her address and I sent her a picture of a dead cat. What? <laughs> okay. here, oh, here, super here. fan 99 yeah, over here. Right. Here's Just don't Nata- hit- Natasha listens to this. Okay. I've also told Natasha that like, you know, she in, okay. I'm not going to say that. My pussy like it owes you money. The consent forms that we go through to shoot for a company are extensive. Do you consent to object insertion in mm-hmm. the mouth, in the in yeah. the Do you consent to kissing? Do mm-hmm. you consent to how hard, soft, light? Oh. Um, do you consent to is it's yes no and then clarification i guess the thing people often say is that like teenage boys are watching this and thinking that it's okay to just slap someone without consent so it's not the job of pornography it's not the job of the performers in pornography to educate children that's yeah. the job of parents that's <laughs> yeah. the job yeah, that's of the education system yeah. it's entertainment it's just like that same argument about like you don't watch fast and the furious to learn how to drive you don't watch yeah. porn to learn how to f- <laughs> <laughs> i really liked that like i you know by the time you come across certain things in life we'll table what mm-hmm. the subject is by the time you come across certain things in life you should have by the people that are influential on you been well equipped with a good set of like knowledgeable right and wrong actions most of that happens really young and then you get it reinforced and by the time you're about 18 we tend to agree that at that point you can be exposed to these things and use your set of understanding right and wrongs to determine whether that's something you should actually do or maybe you just watched a fantasy right and mm-hmm. now we talk about that with pornography being the fantasy like what's the difference you know and then also actually i didn't expect this tangent but i thought about this the other day do you remember when people would come out and say that they have a sex addiction? 
Yeah. And we'd all like roll our eyes and we're like, okay, boo hoo. I get fucked too much. (laughs) Like, I'm sure we feel really bad for you. Like, and then, and then like, I feel like it's been a few years now. It's not like it's brand new, but like on the subject of pornography, people talk about a pornography addiction. It's like, okay, that's like a sex addiction, but it doesn't even involve the other person. It's like, can we just (laughs) calm fucking down with these addiction words? Like maybe you're not using your time management properly. Like I like to come too. I love pornography. I, I can't do it instead of work like (laughs) porn doesn't pay bills if it did i'd do it trust me i've thought about it but i just you know my interests don't seem to line up with anything i can monetize (laughs) (laughs) i mean not to oh my god i just saw what's next we're gonna have our fucking scott horton clip right after the porn talk oh wow well not not to be too like serious about this but but there is a serious aspect yes i think no this was this this is an untaken clip yeah i think that kids growing up today obviously a very different environment than when you and I grew up, sure. right? Like, yeah, you're like not 18 access... by the time you see it for the first time. I get that. No, but your access to the internet, you're likely you have a phone when you're, I don't know, a teenager mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I, Billie Eilish talked about how she saw porn at a very young age and it really fucked her up. And I think, um, you know, as a parent, you really have to like, right. Yeah. It pay makes attention it to that to shit be because parent, right? it's fucking everywhere. Right. And it's at like, all you got to do is type it in your browser. And yeah. You're fucking there, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a whole new world. Um, well, that part's true. I'm certainly child free, so that's my yeah. perspective. Sounds very child free in that. So yeah, yeah. But that's that that's a serious issue. I think that can really fuck kids up if they're exposed to it and they don't have any of the tools to deal with it or understand that that is fiction, not reality. Um, that can be a problem, and then kind of screw up your personal life going forward until you figure it out. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Alan wants the government to come in and take away your parents. I do not. No? I, I want just, parents to be aware you said? of it. Oh, okay. I'm no, sorry. I, I want parents to be aware <laughs> I, of it. I agree. Fucking, I agree. And just yeah. like that's that's your house. Run your house. They're your children. They're yeah. Your, yeah. Uh, sex trophies. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good one to start with. This is a good, well... Okay, so we asked Scott Horton a question about Yemen and a question about Ukraine, and that was 30 minutes. So here is kind of like him hitting his stride talking about uh, Yemen, the first question. But the biggest reason that I wanted to have him on was because he radicalized me on the subject of Yemen, like in 2017 or something like that. And it's just like always on the front of my mind whenever we talk about war and foreign conflicts. Uh, And I don't know that that would have come to me were it not for me listening to him. And I'd like to hope that it maybe we can, by the course of this interview, first of all, primary objective is have an entertaining show. And I think this is a very entertaining interview, but if, if as a byproduct of that, people can kind of hear what connected with me, what's connected with you and other means. And, and, and he is a master at getting that into a small amount of time. I, I did say he took two questions and answered 30 minutes, but I mean, he can get, I mean, that's a book. Like what happened yeah, with yeah. the U S and Yemen, he can get that like in a way that you'll be passionate after hearing. So can I play a clip? I mean, can I just say even, yeah. even when we're doing the interview and you ask the question, you can sort of see these wheels turning and he's like, okay, let me, let me try to bullet yep. point this and let me condense this to yeah. a format. That's going to make sense to your audience. Yeah. It was, um, and that's a special fucking skill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, there's scientists and there's science explainers like, uh, right, right, what's right. black science man's name. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That guy. And it's yeah. true that, look, there are no special interest groups on our side here. Yeah. There is no Yemen lobby in America. Right. Israel hates the Shiites. They're not going to help. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's it's got to just be regular people who are sick and tired of this. And people got to understand it is. And I'm sorry, because you mentioned I didn't elaborate the, the greatest humanitarian catastrophe. And the Saudis 
when they when we're talking about bombing the civilian targets and bombing the farms, bombing all of the food distribution networks, the civilian economy of the country, the water, the sewage, the electricity, the hospitals and civilians have been dying by the hundreds of thousands. It is literally a genocide. Now, I, I don't like hyperbole and I'm not saying it's equal to the Holocaust, but I'm saying it is a deliberately inflicted famine yeah. on yeah. the people of this country. And one of the things that we really liked about this interview is he's got something going where we can actually make direct action on this. Uh, right. There, there was uh, an election. There was a there's a bill to be voted on. There's bills in the House and the Senate to be voted on. And they were vetoed by Trump and then rejiggered up and then put back into the system. And they're there since like May and June, they've been ready to be voted on. And there's a campaign to call a congressman through one eight, three, three stop war dot dot com dot com. Um, and you can call, you can, you can go there. It's links to phone numbers and it's like, well, essentially you call it the eight, three, three stop war number and they will connect you to your congressperson, your Senator. If you go to the website, it'll give you like some talking points to, um, you know, what might be best to say for your representative, even like if your representatives, you know, on the left or if they're on the right or whatever the case, I think uh, the one thing I like about this whole thing is that how broad the coalition is and how bipartisan it is it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right you can care about human suffering um and and, uh, and for one of the only times in our lives we actually do have a way to directly do something about it right and oftentimes we have there's not not a goddamn thing we can do we can shout into microphones on our podcast right. all day long and maybe people will listen and they'll be upset too but what the fuck are they actually going to do right this actually is something that that is actionable, um, and that's why I like. Yeah, and you talk to staffers; they actually say, "Like, look, the fucking the the, the senator does whatever we teach him about that the people are calling and complaining about, other yeah. uh, or they watch Fox News and use that formula, right? <laughs> but like, right. the the people that influence what that person thinks are the people that you're direct you're getting this information to. So it it makes a difference. Um, moving on with the show, though, uh, more of that on Friday. Uh, let me play this. Paul sent this in. It's a guy, Ernest Jackson, in. Nebraska. He was up for being not paroled. He was able. It's um. There's a panel in Nebraska that will let convicted uh that that will let forgive you your sentence. Um, and this guy's case parole board. You mean parole board? It's not a parole board. Pardon board. So it's 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 kind of this guy's last ditch. And there was three people at this murder in 1999 at the scene of the murder, uh, or that were accused. And the two others have been uh, found not guilty. And one of them, uh, what do you call it? Um, pled guilty. What do they do? Not pled guilty. Pled guilty? Con- con- confessed. Confessed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the other, so those two had their trial separately. And this guy, Ernest Jackson, had his trial first. So his trial doesn't have the other guy telling the judge that he did it and confessing. Oh, and wow. he's all he's asking for is a retrial because, like, clearly that would influence it. Let me play this this reel though. Weird. Part infinity. How does this make any sense? This man will stay behind bars after the Nebraska Pardons Board denies his request to commute his conviction. Ernest Jackson's been in prison since 1999 for the shooting death of then 17-year-old Larry Perry. Jackson maintained his innocence, and two other defendants who were later acquitted of the crime admitted Jackson was not there. Monday's decision to deny his request was swift, and his family says the marathon continues. This is fucking heartbreaking, man. Like... They, he he was convicted of 
he was convicted of murder, but he was also found not guilty of possessing a deadly weapon. How, how do you what make the- that? Yeah. Right. Um, the other, uh, the, like I said, on the other trial, the guy confessed to it. Um, the family of the victim, both the, the wife and the son have written letters, uh, begging him to be forgiven and, and released. Yeah. And, and the governor, uh, Slickets, no, the governor Ricketts of Nebraska didn't fucking, um, they didn't approve pardon him. They didn't pardon him. He graduated high school and got a college degree. He's been a model inmate. Like, it's just, that's just, man, come on, man. Such bullshit. Your whole, the guy went in there when he was 17 and Mm -hmm. he's 41 now. Like I just started, I just started getting like a panic attack when I was reading about it, imagining that I've been in prison since I was 17 and like that just, I know this is stellar commentary saying that, you know, something wrong is wrong, but like, just, there is a petition, um, you can find it. There's a, it's a guy's name's Ernest Jackson. Hopefully, maybe there can be some action taken on that. Uh, can I keep this moving? I mean, Adnan got, got out. Like I know, right? Hell. And actually, so so he was saved by that slightly. Um, when they changed the rules and said somebody can't be convicted to life in prison at 17 as a minor, um, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, that's right. Okay, he gets 60 to 80 years. Jesus. Put in at 17. Like, yeah. Um, speaking of old people that won't die, I have this clip of Nancy Pelosi being shouted at by a group of protesters. Did MBD send you this? MBD did send me this. Actually, <laughs> MBD has been sending a lot of shit in and I keep forgetting to really? cite him. Yeah. He sent me this too. I think, he, I think he's listening though. Um, he might be. I don't know. Hi, hi, Drew. Our buddy, <laughs> our buddy, Drew. OBD. Ah, uh, yes. OBD, nothing to fuck Oh. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's a video of Nancy Pelosi, or as Natasha says, Nancy Pelosi, getting absolutely <laughs> humiliated by a group of young Latinos. They call her a liar, Alan. They do. So they're doing this thing where one person says it and the crowd chants it. Right, right. It's like a call and response. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So she, they said, you have the audacity to say that you're fighting deportation. Fighting deportation and she says, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And tries to, first of all, big mistake to try to like engage and like overpower. Yeah, you're crowd. not going to win like, that one. No, you need to no. get out of that room. Yeah. Can I just say, Alan, I've been to enough church to know a cult when I see one. And that <laughs> group there does not look like someone that is effectively influencing the people they're trying to influence. That just makes the people that hate you look, think you're crazy. It gives them ammo to say the left can't even agree. Right. Like, yeah, but she is terrible. Like I have zero problem terrible. with that. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. yeah. And demand change from your leaders, even if your party's in power, something that yes. you didn't see from the right. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. That's frustrating. That's a little bit of introspection there, but I'll barely move on. That's not, you know, I don't want to make our listeners sit in that if they disagree with me politically. Uh, yeah. Remember when Trump said this about nuclear war in 2017? He had this whole thing about nuclear war with Russia, and you're like, who's talking about nuclear war with Russia? We weren't trying to, like, think back to oh. 2017. We were not close to being in a nuclear war oh. with Russia. Okay, well, this came up. But it would be much easier for me to be so tough. The tougher I am on Russia, the better. But you know what? I want to do the right thing for the American people. 
And to be honest, secondarily, I want to do the right thing for. Can we, I, just, I need to stop because this is what he fucking does. We were talking. They were somebody probably brought something else up about mm-hmm. like his relationship with Russia, and he's saying, "If you want me to be tougher with Russia, I could do this." And then just watch a master take you five, six, seven steps from the subject for the world. If Russia and the United States actually got together and got along. And don't forget, we're a very powerful nuclear... You can agree with that, and now he's complimenting us, right? Mm. ...country, Mm. and so are they. There's no upside. We're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are they. I've been briefed, and I can tell you one thing about a briefing that we're allowed to say because anybody that ever read the most basic book can say it. (laughs) He wouldn't want to share a secret. Like, he's never read the most basic book. (laughs) Nuclear Holocaust would be like no other. Nobody was talking about that. They're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are we. If we have a good relationship with Russia, believe me, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. True, 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 true. And I want to be serious. Now, first of all, this is is not in our Making Fun of the Right segment, so this is... This is, I, I, I can agree with... Isn't that something? I agree. No, this is, how about that? No, this is, isn't that something? Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, I, I, I agree with the things he said, but... Nobody didn't answer the question. Nobody was talking about anything like that in 2017. No. This is great in five years of hindsight to be like, yeah, what Trump was saying is like, maybe we could have peace and Putin wouldn't feel so threatened. Right. Don't disagree with that. I agreed with that then too. But the question was, why are you two motherfuckers so fucking close? And right. when, when you have a meeting with someone and your aides were in the room and then notes came out, your response to that was say, okay, next time we have a meeting, no one will be in the room. <laughs> that's what we're concerned about. Like the, right. that, that wasn't the context. Nobody was saying like, well, we just assume that we're going to be nuclear war. You didn't have to bring that up. That that's like an abuser's way of talking to be like, I don't hit really you. Is. I don't take you to places where people would have hit you. It's like, what? No, I just like, you just stop yelling so much. Uh, but like, we, like when they went into those rooms, because that was the concern was that he would have his private meetings with Putin, a master mm-hmm. manipulator. And he would, have all his weaselly words and there would be nobody there in the moment to have heard it not interrupt let them be statesmen and then in private later be like when he said this it meant this when he said this that right. part's not true like yeah. none of that happened and our president for three and a half years after that was un- under that influence like i should be concerned about that i don't think that's unreasonable i agree those were the questions and he started talking about you know <laughs> nuclear. Putin and nuclear hostages and stuff yeah. like that yeah also, didn't that sound like something like if they talked about it, he's like, hey, next time you're in front of the camera, Trump, like, say, I, no, I don't really believe this isn't this isn't a, Atlanta. Did- I'm not saying that, but like, but really, though, like not having been told to do that, it's awfully you can see why the left thinks that the that Russia wanted Putin Trump, excuse me, didn't do that on purpose. You can see why the left thought that Russia wanted Trump to be in power, because he's basically saying something that Putin would love the American president to be saying. Of course. And of not course. not for the sake of unity, but for the sake of his winning. Right. Yes. Hey, damn it. That was why I didn't want him to be president, because he saw the world as like a zero-sum game where like there's winners and losers. And I knew that he's made calculated mistakes before. And I'd rather see someone that looked for more win-win situations. It was It's my primary. I've said that for six, seven years well, we, now. And we talked about it on the show so many times yeah. <laughs> where it was so clear that that was his viewpoint. Yeah um in in just all kinds of different situations and it's just not the best way to look right, at the world especially right. if, if you're the leader of the free world i put that in air quotes but i know i know hey um yeah. that's been a tasty first half you mind if i go decompress for a moment oh hell yeah let's, beer? Uh, let's take a half right. 
Let's get. Here. Let's uh, let's refresh. We'll come back and tackle these. See you on the B side. All right. Oh, you got the title right. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind. I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again I gave myself Cross a little bit too much head on that pour. I wish I could. What you was... gotta get in there and slip up the phone before it gets away. You, know? you need to stop talking. I don't have any NFL sounds from this week, and I think you've provided the anyway. <laughs> uh, fuck. Speaking of tasty things, I had a couple of uh, conversations about liquor over the weekend, and I thought both of them would be good coming back from half. Oh, okay. So, uh... First of all, do you have a an alcohol that you can't drink anymore because of a night you had? Uh, Obli- have, obligatory Southern Comfort, though, right? Like, so I was just gonna say Southern Comfort. Isn't that wild? We all were like, I'll, it's sugary. We were good. I remember when I when I turned twenty one, that was the first thing I drank was Soco and Sprite. I think, oh. which now I would fucking vomit if I even smelled <laughs> that. More sugar with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not because of a particular night, just because I guess your taste buds change. Mm. At least for me, you know, like. Well, what if like I, I said Goldschlager to you? Ugh, I don't think I've ever had more than like one shot of that. I was like, I'm never drinking this again. Goldschlager is so insidious that it'll ruin oh. toothpaste the next day. Oh, it will. I actually, <laughs> you're like brushing I do have your one. teeth, and you're like, I'd rather have the vomit in my mouth flavor oh, than God. this again. Jägermeister. I love Jaeger. How dare you? I can't do Jaeger I anymore. I love Jaeger so much. But I like black black licorice. Do you like black licorice? I ha- no. Okay. And also, I had a bad experience. I ask that every time, and it's always the follow-up, and people always say no. Like, I've never met somebody that hates, <laughs> uh, what did you say? Jaeger. Jaeger. And likes black licorice. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, okay. I'm not gonna I like drink. Aussie licorice. Huh. The Aussie soft licorice, but not not the black one. I like the... the Racist. Um, I like the uh, strawberry one. And shout out to Brian who said that uh, scotch tastes like Band-Aid smell. <laughs> <laughs> I like scotch, but that's true. I don't like scotch, and that is also <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that actually was the context. It was like there, what was on tap where we were, or not on tap, but on the, the list where we were. And I was like, I'd rather have a bourbon. Like, I don't want scotch. I remember... Um, one of my buddies got married when I was really uh, pretty young, like in my early 20s. Was it mine? And, huh? Oh, no, you didn't make it to my first one. No. <laughs> Jesus. No, it wasn't yours. Um, and one of one of his friends, like for the uh, bachelor party, brought a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, which oh. I don't know if you've ever had that, but that's a very high-end yeah. bottle. And uh, Johnny Walker Blue who? <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Um, and so we were all like, all right, let's let's have a shot. And uh, I fucking hated it. I don't care if it costs $200 a bottle. I don't <laughs> ever want to drink that again. I don't like scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. I think I tried to like it because Anchorman liked it. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but I was too young. I, I come back to it. It's like um, coleslaw. You got to try it. Make sure, you know. 
I like coleslaw. Well, I eventually came around to coleslaw, but I do those because every six months or so, I'd be like, I don't know. Let me see. I still don't like Bloody Marys, and I still try them like every same same pattern. Every time I'm like, nope, that was a mistake. I like Bloody Marys. I like V8. I like all the alcohol in it. I don't want to drink that. Maybe you just haven't had a good one. See, this is how it happens. And every six months, I try. My dad dad makes an awesome Bloody Mary. I'll bring your dad to Nashville. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Right. We'll uh, can we get into making fun of the right? You want to do the right first or the left first? I got a lot on both. Uh, let's do the right. Okay. Uh, you know what? I think the topics at the end of the left were kind of making fun of the Daily, the New York Times. So that'll kind of go into our other topics before we. Oh, right. The inflation episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is. Uh, well, we got more Trump. So this is Trump talking about. This is on an interview with Hannity, I'm pretty sure. Uh, this was from a while ago and I've seen it referenced a few times, um, but I don't think I'd actually seen this interview. Uh, here we go. You told the leader of the Taliban that in no uncertain terms, you would obliterate him. Abdul, I did. I did. Didn't you at one point tell him, I know exactly where you are and give him the exact coordinates where he was? No, I sent him a picture of his house. I... <laughs> no, I sent him a picture of his house. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know, but I, this is, seems to be misplaced. This is not making fun of the riot. This is fucking badass. I'm sorry. I don't care who fucking says <laughs> No, dude, that's fucking gangster, man. To be like, hey, uh, you know, you're talking shit with something. He's talking shit at you, and he's like, oh yeah, all right. Well, here, that's your house right now. Yeah, except that all that does is tell him that you know where he is currently, and so then he's gonna move like fucking. Mm. But that's and you're revealing like I'm sure that was classified <laughs> material. Worth it. That was worth it. That was worth it. It was worth it for <laughs> you that. You think so? Okay, yeah, sure. Those okay. guys. Who cares who's the fucking leader of Al Qaeda? They just kill him and put another one there. So like, and what the guy that they just killed? And why do we bother killing them? I don't know. Especially the last one. The last one wasn't even a uh, what a Shiite like or what? What are the rest of them? I forget now. I, I get it I, confused. But yeah, I think, no, I, I think he was, nope, don't remember. It wasn't a Sunni. That's what it was. But uh, I don't, he's like Turkish, so he can't be by like their definitions. Um, oh, I'm thinking of ISIS, the leader of ISIS. So he was Turkish, I think. And they're like, well, technically this is Iran, Iran and Syria or Iraq and Syria. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is even within their own organizations, their leaders aren't necessarily... Um, respected or yeah yeah okay so who cares i mean they seemed pretty impotent so i don't know at least it, i mean we said uh, obviously they seemed impotent before 9-11 also but yeah you just like using that word uh slick sent that sent this in this is another man on the street we haven't played these in a while you get a bag like this at halloween do not take it it's fentanyl it'll kill you um drug dealers a lot of times they want to sell their drugs <laughs> <laughs> Well, not if they're coming over here to destroy our, com- our country. And then so the drug dealers have... House- Wait, that was it. We just saw it again, right? So like faced with the fact, your body at first is like, oh, you got me. And then you go, well, but if they're trying to ruin our country, which is another thing, I believe. And you very quickly like amplify that. You get a yep. dopamine rush because your body is rewarding you for uh, overcoming an objection. Right. That to happens. your own bias. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Houses that they the kids will come. Like up. we should learn from knowing that our body chemistry does that to us and recognize when we're doing it. I'm not like I swear to God I'm not playing this to make fun of this lady. I am making fun of the things she's saying. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Knock on the door on and then they'll give the, give that to them. I'm thinking that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. So drug dealers would be giving away. Um, not drug dealers. The illegals that are here. Uh-huh. They just oh, crossed. The because Biden has our or our border wide open. Okay, so the illegals that have have houses that then the kids are coming to knock on the illegals' houses, 
doors that and their drug dealers that are giving the uh, the children their drugs. Look at Fox News. All you gotta do is watch an episode of Fox News. And Fox News will tell you that the the it's coming it's, across it's our coming borders, across. it's going into our playground. And they're gonna be giving it away during Halloween. Yes. Yeah. You get a bag like this at Halloween. I just need to give Matt Ritzman, good guy Matt Ritzman. It's hard to just say Matt Ritzman. I have to remember, good guy Matt Ritzman. You haven't met him, but he's just like such a nice guy. Uh, anyways, uh, I know that's a weird description, but it's like I've known him for a while, and he's one of those people who are like, God, what a nice guy. Um, so good guy Matt Ritzman, when I sent him that clip, goes, yeah, this reminds me of the girls that like grew up and never had to have bought their own drugs. Like It was just always <laughs> given to you, so therefore like you get older, you turn into... A, he didn't say this part because he's a nice guy. You, <clears> you turn... You get older, you turn into a frumpy, you start living in your house, you shit out a bunch of kids, you watch Fox News, and you just believe, you're like, well, I never paid for drugs. <laughs> Give them to these people. That's an interesting take. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't, it's just the mentality to, I don't know, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, call me crazy, I think these drug dealers would like to sell their drugs. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why they're Nobody gives dealers. away drugs, they're expensive. <laughs> But all you have to do is just watch Fox News. That's all you But have they're to. expensive and they get you high. So why would you just give them to someone you're never going to see again? Have you not seen Breaking Bad? Bill Cosby I mean, didn't even do that. He followed them, tucked them into bed. And then... Don't finish it. Don't finish out. Oh, fuck their feet, Alan. <laughs> he, had a, he had a foot thing. I think you made that up. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, thing. Okay, I don't want to laugh at Bill Cosby in that way. <laughs> um, so Michael Flynn is doing a fucking like... Creedence Clearwater Revival mm. tour um, going around. You sent me this. this yeah, is wild. yeah. I sent you this and I said, you can look at everything on here so that you know the context and we can talk about it. But right. skip slide number four where there's yeah, a video. I didn't, I didn't, so yeah, it's so. Reawaken America. The opening image is like a woman being dunked like she's being baptized. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a revival fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is kind of, you know, you look historically like when revivals were significant in America, they were always in such times of turmoil. And it's like, mm. that's where history is important. Like knowing your history is like, okay, I should recognize that this is a sign of like a lot of conflict within a society. And like, if it keeps happening, maybe there isn't so much weight to put on something like this. And like, mm -hmm. don't like, maybe I won't go to that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the video. But I'm willing to take a bullet for my nation. Not now, not here, not in our watch. We will not succumb to this socialist communist. Is this a spiritual awakening? You bet it is. That's Michael Flynn. I mean, there is a spiritual war and there is a political war. Oh, wait, Alan, who's Michael Flynn? <laughs> uh, former general and uh, advisor to former President Trump. And they are going on. They're going on in this country right now. You know, God, God actually didn't choose America. God chose Israel. Amen. America chose God. That, so, that I don't know. Do wow. I have to, is there That's more of this? That's some interesting math. Yeah, dude. Like. Thin Lizzy wouldn't stand for Twisted this. Twisted Sister? Twisted Sister, that's right, not Thin Lizzy. Yeah, no, th <laughs> Twisted Sister wouldn't stand for this. You know, Jefferson Airplane would have bombed that place. <laughs> oh, wow! No, 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 Satan, I command you to get out of our life! Jefferson Airplane is like an activist group, like, turned band, and they're, like, right? Because there's still, like, a Jefferson spinoff. I just think it's funny there. that you said they would have bombed <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're like anarchist roots. And, oh, the airplane. No, no, because airplane. That's why. That's, <laughs> airplane. That's why. Now in Jesus' name, you are a liar, and I command you. 
Oh, I get it. You're thinking about a Jefferson airplane, like flying by and opening the bays. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think about that actually. Yeah. No, I was, dude, am I wrong? Like, I believe they've always had, I believe Jefferson airplane was connected with the weather underground. And I believe that the continuation of any Jefferson blah, blah, blah are all, um, like they're like Antifa's now, Alan. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Or I'm lying. I assume you were Googling. I am. Okay. There's a lot of facts up in this head just spinning around, man. Like they, they just kind of come out. It's like, um, there's like a, there's like a hole in the blender and you just turn it on and the facts will shoot out. Like, yeah, you're right. They no, really? <laughs> yes. I surprised myself. <laughs> this is why I'm good in jeopardy. I like answer it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. Just when you say all those <laughs> words in order, these words are associated. They're in the same file in my brain. All right. That's actually literally how your brain works, by the way. Mine or like everyone's? Everybody's. No. And then it's there's columns, there's cortical columns, and that's oh, everything's sure. sorted like that. Yeah. And then you take amphetamines for twenty years, <laughs> and prescribed then, by a doctor. And then you're, right, right. Yeah. And then your columns are just like fucking buzzing like fucking yeah, bees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, making honey just for me. There was a libertarian in the GOP debate, or maybe this is just a... Uh, before Before we do that, can I just real quick go back to about this Flynn thing? Please. So what, the, the whole the line of God didn't choose America, God chose Israel, and America chose God. I have never heard that exact like, con- condensation of that, that belief before. That is actually impressively concise. It is. And, but... but that there is a very weird sort of thing on uh, some parts of the amb- evangelical right yes. about Israel, yes. and and it it's very strange. It's, it's a, if you it, go down the rabbit hole, it it gets pretty wild. It's it's unsettling. Like and and it's not an anti-Semitic way. It's, no, no, no. It's it's, it's, it's about believe, the Je- believe, we need to make sure Israel stays because so Jesus can come back. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happened if Jesus came back in like eighteen twenty? Right. Anyways, I Wait, just wanted to highlight there, that. Weren't there like people trying to be saved and be Christians in 1820? They had wars. Sure. I don't know. Did they, I mean, is that like a silver bullet for that? Oh, is Jesus a werewolf? Oh, God. Hey, I watched a werewolf thing in media. Werewolf. Talk about you just fucking said werewolf. Um, there's a libertarian. You heard that. You, you heard it. You said where? Alan, how do you say that, actually? Wolf. Werewolf. Where, what? Werewolf. Oh, you said it twice. I can't it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a Arizona senator candidate who's a libertarian. His name's Mark Victor. And okay. this is a minute long. Um, I may I may find a way to shorten it. But if not, um, Alan, when people talk about libertarians and they like to make fun of them, the first thing is. Uh, I don't know. The roads. Oh, the roads, right. And, but the roads. And, Who's going to build the roads? Right. right. And what, what would like your next three things be? Uh, they want to legalize drugs. Okay. Uh, mm. When people are being less, less like if they're, if they're like really cynical about what a libertarian stands for, they immediately go to age of consent. And this oh. guy promoting himself. It's not our problem. Our big problem with voting is that everything is up for a vote today. I don't want anybody telling me how I should use my body, my property, my money, and my time. None of that should be up for a vote. And I don't want to tell any of you how to use your body, property, money, or time. I'm, I'm so far, I'm on board. 
We are a constitutional republic, not an unrestricted democracy. Today, everything is up for a vote. Very little should be up for a vote. Like, for example, who should represent the good people of the state of Arizona? That should be up for a vote. What should the age of consent be? This is something that reasonable minds disagree on. That should be up for a vote. That's your second option. But everything else... That's his second... He's like, okay, I got a list of a bunch of things that we... Like, okay, so like, hey, me and whether I should be your senator. And secondly... Age of consent. (laughs) Wow. That's something pedophiles say. (laughs) I don't care what your principled take is. Like, that's part of a nuanced conversation if you think there's one to be made there. Uh, That is not the time or way to fucking... Right, that's not... (laughs) You don't want that in your top three. Dude, a debate is just a fucking political infomercial, right? So that's him at his infomercial being like, and here's something I'll promise you as your senator. (laughs) Which might actually... (laughs) Go a long way in Arizona. Uh, All right. And here's uh, another Republican senator in uh, Alabama. So he used to be the head coach at Auburn, I believe. I think I remember him at Texas Tech. Anyway, his name's Tommy Tuberville, and now he's a senator in in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And this is a uh, this is I remember telling you on the show that that, he won. uh, no, well, I think that he was running, and you just almost did a spit take. Because he was like, a bad football fuck? coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. Um, so this is him talking about crime and reparations. And to him, this is I, – I feel like this is really out of context, but this is from a right-wing site, so I don't feel like it's being sold – to make fun of him. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Some yeah. people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. Now, if you're wondering who they are. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit. They are not owed that. First of all, that last two sentences just sounds like a football coach. Bullshit. They are not owed that. <laughs> But but yeah, it's a bunch of theys and theys and theys and then reparations. Like, were all the previous theys black people? Is that an unfair interpretation of it? I mean, it's pretty easy to go there. It doesn't seem difficult to make that conclusion at all. Yeah. Well, shitty coach. He's a shitty senator. I'm sure. Like, so if if I were to be a devil's advocate, I would say that that's not what he meant to say. But I I, I mean, I don't. you think you, you you'd that. think that you would be more careful with your words like you would think just so, like yes. not everyone has to like i don't think everyone needs to be so fucking careful with their words i think that a politician trying to make sure that the idea in his brain that he wants to get into your brain and use vibrating mouth sounds to travel into your ears and you interpret those sounds into a thought and hopefully it's the same thought as his he's like they 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 reparations i'm not talking about racism like fucking of course you are like be, you'd be more careful if you wanted us to be like, right? Yeah, and the next thing you talked about was the age of consent, which I don't know why. <laughs> <you were there. laughs> All right, let's move into making fun of the left. I have, uh, you know, I don't even have to try anymore. I don't remember who sent this. I'm sorry, did I write it down? Is it in there? No. No. Um, I've actually asked my team to do a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. This is Kamala, Alan. We got another Kamalaism. She's talking about Venn diagrams. I've actually asked my team to do a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. She loves Venn diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> 
You hear the crowd? Oh, sometimes there's two circles. Sometimes they're more. Listen to the crowd laugh. I just love Venn diagrams. You know, the three circles, right? Sometimes there are more. It's just too easy. Like, just... <laughs> what's the Venn diagram of Heard Willie Brown? Like, oh, know. that's a that's a complete overlap and insertion, Alan. In fact, it's inverted, if you can imagine. How many circles? Oh, oh God. Well, if you're going to talk about circles and Kamala Harris, I'm going to have to invite Paul to come on the show and tell me that very specific uh, allegation that he has about her. But um, oh wow, I, yeah. I, all I said was Paul. There's more than one Paul that listens to this. Sure, show. sure, of course. Yeah, Paul's a very common name. It's one of the disciples. It's very, very. Common. Um, the scales fell, fell from his eyes. That's all on the road from Damascus, right? Yeah, yeah. Before he became yep. Paul, right, right, yeah, right. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, we both went to Bible school. Um, no one fucks with Biden. We talked about this to open the show oh, yeah. last week. I said we got the audio, so I think we might as well play it. It's a short clip. So he's shaking hands mm. with the mayor of uh, where the hurricane hit. Some, Florida. The uh, mayor of Florida. Uh, um, God damn it. Naples, maybe? No, 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 no. no. Uh, where's Mike live? Fort Myers. Oh, Fort Myers. Thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He was just making that man oh. stand there while he shook his hand. The guy's like, absolutely right. All right. Let me move along. He was just telling him his family motto. Exactly. Like, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. No one fucks with the Biden and you don't fight with your brother. Like, okay, I don't care. Like there's zero context <laughs> to that. And apparently the context you know was what? like, I'm telling the you. Biden family crush should have that like written in Latin. Nobody like, fucks. <laughs> <laughs> with, with like uh, like a shitty Buick as one of the little yes. images and like uh, like a house with a picket fence in the opposite corner yeah right yeah. and two cats not like not like lions but like two cats yeah right <laughs> or that yipping dog I don't have it anymore the one in our outro uh, they put that one down um, this is okay so I you you sent a, a meme to me in our group chat with Jerry talking about um, was it Bobert sent a thing said two words no, uh, what, well, hold on. I have a link here. It Let's says, go Brandon or yeah, two words. Oh, that's the, no one fucks with the Biden. Where's this? Hmm. Oh, I don't know if I sent that or Jerry sent that, but yeah, I think Jerry sent that. And it was, it, yeah. yeah, it was, well, hold on. Why do I have this in twice? Oh, there it is. Uh, oh, Lauren Bobert said two words. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so people were dunking on her, being like, "Haha, three words, three words," and right. nobody knew the context. And I think you said you didn't know the context either. I was like, "I'll I save didn't. this for no. the show." So here's the context. I'll play it. Uh, it was at a Made in America. Alan, mm-hmm. my yeah. buddy Drew sent this to me. Oh, yeah. how about that? Yeah, Isn't and he didn't. Something? He didn't send it to you. <laughs> uh, let's see, our buddy Drew. Mm. Uh, it's up here. It's here we go. Right? OBD is so close to ODB. You know, it is. Like... Yeah, and o- o- D- OBD ain't nothing to fuck with. Here we go. Okay. So this is Biden at his Made in America plan. Let me start off with two words: Made in America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the capitalizations. You don't capitalize the N and N. So I mean, the I and N. So you know, I mean, is that is that credit? Can I give him that credit? I mean, you're that's, you're that's really being, um, 
Yeah, I mean, so with that context, you're being very charitable to do that. I'm, but okay. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm saying it to point out the absurdity of it. That we, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, do you believe that that post that the whole "Let's go, Brandon" was in response to yes, that? And that was, yes. Yeah. Okay, she said got two got words: it, "Let's okay. go, Brandon." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any of this? That actually makes it funnier. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we talked about last week, uh, this one isn't that clip. We're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips from the Daily. From last week. So that's New York Times podcast, number one rated news podcast. And they, um, so this episode is, they did an episode about the flooding. I thought this is weird. It was almost, I mean, it wasn't like out of place in a bad way, but they did an episode, I think it was last Wednesday or last Thursday about the flooding in Pakistan. Yes. Uh, which happened. Heartbreaking, like, by the way. Heartbreaking. Yeah. We did a little fundraiser for it. Didn't get as much as we'd hoped, but I'm glad we did. Uh, the, I mean, that flooding happened, it happened about a month ago. The reason the reporting was so interesting is that the waters haven't gone anywhere. No. Like, it's It's just like it flooded. And some places are like, yeah, we're going to have water here for years now. Like, it's not. uh, And it's hot and there's mosquitoes and it's just, it's all bad. It's just horrible, horrible. So they started, they got to the point where they were talking about why there isn't like an international response to it. They're like, you know, why, why is that? And, this jumped out at me too. Yeah, so I'll, I'll play this clip. And But a year after the 2010 floods in 2011, you'll remember that the U.S. killed Osama bin Laden in a raid in Pakistan. And as part of that effort, the CIA had used a vaccination campaign as a front to identify where bin Laden was. Huh. Then uh. in the aftermath... As Pakistani authorities realize... I'm sorry, could you imagine if I did that to you? Like, I'll occasionally be like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Ha. <laughs> so do I. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to go back too far, probably, but... Ha. Then, in the aftermath, as Pakistani authorities realized that the CIA had used a vaccination campaign to identify him, they started cracking down on a lot of those international NGOs which they suddenly eyed with a lot of suspicion. All right. All right. Sorry. So I'm supposed to, so the New York fucking times, like the, the, the gatekeepers of the news for much of the country, their way of framing that wasn't, uh, let me say their way first. So their way of framing that was when the U S killed bin Laden, they took advantage of a vaccination campaign and used that to, find his location. And when the Pakistani government found out about that, they cracked down on not on NGOs. They were used at like things like what were used for that vaccination campaign. And we're supposed to hear that and think, yeah, we're the wrong ones for chasing an international fucking ter- killing the international terrorists that led to the creation of the ongoing war on terror. Right, right. We were wrong to have done that. Not the government that went on to make sure that non-governmental non-governmental organizations, which yes, are susceptible to influence from governments. Yes, I know. Uh, but, but our, our take from that is supposed to be, that was the bad part. Not the people that crack, like the government there said they should be happy that we got rid of Osama bin Laden, because I think you can objectively agree that that person did something unforgivable like i get what his motives are i get what upset him i i'm angry at our country for the things that that our country did to lead to that type of person being that radical but 
fuck you Pakistani government for not like for saying, well, obviously the response to this is shut down these charitable organizations. Can't have that. Otherwise they'll go around killing people that murder people. Like where am I wrong here? I'm actually surprised a little bit by your response to this because (laughs) you're, you're taking a pro CIA position. I'm not. I'm taking an anti-government, uh, authoritarian government position. The government okay. is like, okay, if this other government's going to meddle in here, we'll just make sure that nobody can come in and provide fucking help when our citizens need it. How is that yeah, helping well, the people? No. The, why does the government exist? Does to it exist to, to protect or to like they, the citizens at some point agreed on having a small mar- a margin that they are acceptable with taking uh, of their freedom away with the uh promise of of security of their their uh physical boundaries right yeah their belongings what does getting rid of non-governmental organizations that are going to help you when you are a country that needs foreign aid what is that going to do as a response to what killing the fucking terrorists that's hiding in your country sorry that's not pro CIA. I, I'm mad at the CIA as well, Alan. That was sleazy of them to do that. And it is a flaw with NGOs, but there's never solutions, only trade-offs. The trade-off with NGOs is they, yeah, they can be fronts. They totally can. Yeah. No. So, I mean, the context of this is that obviously bin Laden can't be in Pakistan. Alan, I'm not wrong. The people are no, dying oh, wait, right now on, because of that. So hold like the, the, the case for my point is the people that are dying right now. I, oh, hold on. All right. Let me, let's, let me take a step back. The context of this is that obviously bin Laden can't be in Pakistan without some people in the government being aware of it and mm. being, uh, you know, More than protecting, yeah. protecting him. So but that reacted. was definitely a thing. And it's probably a larger percentage of that government than any of us would like. What do you like mean? They're our allies, Alan. No, they're not. <laughs> um, so... Of course, when they found out, oh, well, they came in and took him out, and the way they did that was to manipulate NGOs in some way, then they're going to be like, fuck the NGOs, get them out of here, we don't trust you anymore. Now, I agree that it was a good thing that we wouldn't kill bin Laden. I, I would have preferred that we didn't have to use NGOs to get there, but, you know, whatever it takes, I guess, is to get it. Not like whatever that. it takes, no. Like... <laughs> <sighs> but, so, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I do. That's... that's okay. So, yes, it sucks. Uh, I, I guess to your point, there's only trade-offs, right? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and and this is what happens when governments... Because, okay, so the, you see this around the world all the time right now. I kind of had it framed as a DAQ if I ever got around to it, but I'll just say it here. Like, there, the... Like, if you look at what's going on within Iran and even around the world where, like, people in Russia don't want the results of this war. Right. Like mm-hmm. they can ignore it and be okay with it. Like we were with Iraq, but we don't want the results of this. Right. And they don't want sure. That. And, and the popular movements are moving towards interconnectivity. It used to be that you'd get your cool shit from Europe and then you get your cool shit from the U S and now you get your cool shit from all the fuck over. Right. Like we're, mm-hmm. we get, you know, we have a sample here, a sample there. It's like your musical taste. That's kind of how like our popular influence is working on a global scale these days. Yet, at the political level, we're seeing things like Putin invading Ukraine, the U.S. and NATO countries leading the way in support against Russia, uh, Saudi Arabia stepping up, North Korea doing what it's doing on its people. None of its people can do anything about that, and those leaders know it, and they're doing things to hold on to power while we're asking for more interconnectivity. Like, Yeah, I, I, so... I- 
I guess so, I guess I get well to get back to my point because I did realize I didn't know how I got there. The the that government is expressing that in that way. They're like, oh, well, our people clearly need foreign aid should something ever come up, but we can't let you know the people that we harbor ever be you know killed by. I guess the, the idea that the New York Times would be throwing some shade at the CIA. That's is true. Kind of, that's like, true. that's like, that's kind of, right. you, you know what I mean? There. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah. And you know, what? that's a good way to move on. Um, so right. we have another one. Um, I don't know. Do you even, do you even feel like this is apt anymore? I mean, we talked, we led to it. We got to play it. We got to, at okay. least maybe not all of them. But all right. a few. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So um, this is an idiot's guide to inflation. That's all I titled it as. <laughs> okay. So you can tell by the music, this is how the show started. They had an ad for like Facebook or something. They're fucking whores. Your and ads are different than mine. The, I so don't know what they were. They but yeah, they that. do have targeted or regional. And yeah. Um, well, we don't do ads, so I wouldn't know. I can't explain it. Uh, so yeah. you can tell by the music being in the background that this is how they're starting the show. Right. Today. In its aggressive campaign to lower inflation, the United States government is running up against a stubborn obstacle. Companies that keep raising prices. My colleague, Gina Smilek, has been studying. Why don't you say the words that you think I'm going to say, Alan, and then I'll just tell you if you're right. <laughs> Companies keep raising prices because it's that that the, the market allows them to. Yes, yes. Like if people can't, like if like yes, yeah. Or you'll get or you'll get stag or uh, stagflation. Not stagflation. It's um oh. shrinkflation, where there's less product in the same price. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know. Companies are doing this little thing that's kind of weird and hard to explain. But when they make something, they want to fucking sell it. And if they don't do that right, they go out of fucking business. So also, also, if, I, if, I am, I don't like that prices are raising, but they're not doing that because ha ha ha, we'll get five more dollars. No, if you play that fucking game, the way they're implying you go out of business and your competitor wins, like Doritos needs to beat out Fritos. Like the, 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 there is, company. there's okay, Alan actually, <laughs> and, and that's a good argument against that, but there's a separate point for that and it's corporate welfare, but yeah. what? Well, Okay, let's get. Let's I, I got another clip. I, I got another clip. I, okay. Despite five rate increases. So, right now, one big factor that's making this take a while is that the company. So, why prices aren't at least staying the same, right. despite all the five incre rate increases that have happened? Two set prices are really reluctant to stop increasing them quickly. Mm -hmm. And why is that? A simple way to Sorry, think of increasing them quickly. One big factor that's making this take a while is that the companies who set prices are really reluctant to stop increasing them quickly. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because they're listening to the market's responses to the things they do. They don't live inside the Federal Reserve or the halls of Congress and have an opinion about how something should be. They're like, oh, fuck, the world's getting bad. We need to make sure that we can make a profit on this shit. We're going to have to raise prices, but our customers are going to hate it. We'll go out of business if we don't raise prices right now, is the conversation. I know that's not every fucking one, and I'm sure you can give me five examples of people that are being fucking dicks, and I bet it's the oil industry, and I bet you you're fucking right. But it's not true with the fucking food you're buying. It's not true. Like, do you follow me? Like, I, I do. I do. So, so I mean— They say something just, really just, dumb, but I think you should talk. Con conceptually, companies will raise prices until the market 
determines that they can't. Because they get right? inputs from the market that tell right. them so. So when people stop buying their shit because it costs too much money, then they'll stop raising prices. But as long as people are willing to pay an extra 100 bucks for that flat screen TV or whatever the fuck it is, then they're going to – obviously, that's look, the way the market works. I'm not going to do the crash course in Austrian economics. But essentially <laughs> here, if, if you don't have these central banks – standardizing the um the the interest rate and trying to manipulate things so that certain sectors of the markets because if you play the interest rates one way or the other you'll get more long-term and short-term types of investments and that has to do with like higher orders of organization and lower orders of organization that is very boring to talk about but the point is if you make the wrong investment because the interest interest rate is giving you the wrong inputs then you find out when things go really bad and um Wait, hold on. I was going somewhere. And the Austrian point with that would be essentially when you let that play out, the prices of goods actually drop over time. Like, I know that sounds insane because we're like, no, you know, a stick of gum when we were kids was five cents. Now it's 25 cents. Like, that's what we heard when we were growing up. A stick or a pack of gum was 25 cents when we were a kid. And Mm -hmm. we we laughed at the fact that it was five cents when our parents were a kid. And now we're old enough that 25 cents sounds crazy. That (laughs) that what I just described is not the natural state of things, right? Like a luxury becomes more affordable to create and distribute as time goes by and its price should drop the prices of goods were dropping until the creation of the federal reserve like it's this is all a a phenomenon that is traced back to that and it's why i don't like woodrow wilson well i i don't i don't know if i completely subscribe to that uh that idea however i will say that generally speaking um they want to heat up the economy at a level that they're comfortable with, which means they're predicting what sectors of the economy they're heating up. And well, you can so, predict so that you, wrong when you don't have market feedback like people that are selling goods get constantly on every transaction. You were saying something. <laughs> I was. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just say this. Look, look there are definitely um, examples of price gouging. You mentioned uh oil or or energy prices that's definitely there um there are definitely examples of companies taking advantage of the situation and and gouging customers because they can essentially and not Um, investing it like like saudi arabia they're like if we keep drilling our our oil will be worth less which i don't like but i understand that because they are a company that sells oil as a masquerading as a country a government yeah which actually (laughs) i think someone said about russia they said it's a gas station masquerading as a government (laughs) It's not wrong entirely at all. I know. I wish I could remember who said that. Let me play the rest of this clip because it made me even more angry. I won't react to this one as long-winded as anything else. I might not react to it at all, but I just want to play it on the show or I'll be angry. Okay. A simple way to think about this is that companies got used to being able to charge quite a bit more. Mm, Kind Mm. of addicted to raising prices. Exactly. I think. Okay, I'm going to turn this off because I don't go to the New York Times for my understanding of the economy. (laughs) Right. But so I they said that the Federal Reserve needs to break the addiction with a hammer and they said it like a hundred times. They did say they used the hammer uh, analogy quite a bit. I think they overused it. Well, here, um, hold on. That economists are asking is, does this pricing power that companies have now last? And I think that's a huge mystery in the economy and a big mystery related to inflation. Okay, so the situation that this leaves us in is that the Federal Reserve needs to break an addiction that both companies and consumers are feeding. And the best way they can do that is by 
lowering this hammer over and over and over again. A non-governmental organization. It's not a part of our government. It's a Oh, private, it's an NGO. Yeah. Yeah. Pakistan wouldn't trust them. <laughs> I didn't use those words on purpose. Uh, okay. All right. I'm satisfied. I got all the really frustrating sounds out and I think I feel okay. heard. I feel heard, Alan. Do you feel, listeners, you feel if, listeners, if you hear me, message me. And if you think I'm wrong, tell me. I have a very open mind on this. I'm totally open to your persuasion. I'll probably agree with you. And then an hour later, I'll be like, oh, I was too busy on my phone to respond, but I thought of this. Uh, I'll make it sound like I had that <laughs> thought right away. But, you know. All right, I got a couple other big stories from this week, but we got to play these. Okay. So this was on the, oh, so this is a podcast that I like. It's called Intelligence Matters. It's by a former like deputy or assistant. Uh, Chief of, of the CIA. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a total fucking CIA plant of a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they get the type of guests that you would get from there. And they have mm-hmm. the former CIA Moscow chief. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the current situation. About yeah, they get on there and they blow each other. It's great. <laughs> they, they do. Up. They, okay. All right. Um, this is so they're talking about like uh, the use of nuclear weapons and our fear of that. And uh, we're going to go out on that. Apparently, I'll go out on a question first, but we're going to play a couple of clips from this and get out of here. Okay. All right. His personal risks become somewhat synonymous with what he regards as risks to Russia. So he's talking about Putin, how like risks on him, the risks to Russia and risks to him are pretty much, uh, as our vice president likes, a complete overlapped Venn diagram. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. How worried are you about the use of nuclear weapons by Putin? Well, I'm very worried. Again, I, I think we started the war with a very we small started the war. Pers- started the war with a very low probability, and I think we're at an unacceptably high probability. I, I would sort of maybe resist offering a percentage because I wouldn't have any any basis to right, say fifty percent, twenty five percent, or. But I think we're in a, in a place where the the planning has to be real. The continued effort Putin's own uh, rule, if he were to take it. I played that for that part that I already played. Um, yeah. So if he's already worried, if he's worried, Alan, I think we are uh, justified in our concern. I yeah. Okay, but again, what can we do? So let's play some more yucks. Uh, Speaking of yucks, here's uh, what he was being asked about. No, he gave a quote from JFK during the missile crisis, which, as we talked about last week, we talked about on last week's show how uh, people are saying this is the closest since the mm-hmm. since the Cuban Missile Crisis, since sixty-two. And then, like, I got off the air, and Biden like just said that on a speech. Learned <laughs> from the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that quote goes as follows: Above all. While defending our own vital interests, nuclear powers must advert those confrontations which bring an adversary to a choice of either a humiliating retreat or a nuclear war. So we've talked about that as how, you know, there's a period of peace, there's a war, and then there's a period of diplomacy that leads to hopefully a period of peace. So there's just this sandwich of war. And, you know, war is like the absence of markets is another thing I heard recently and found interesting because it's like you're not resolving this other than conflict. But um, but the period of diplomacy that ends to peace needs to be you can't get a win win that's off the table. And you would like to have a win-lose where the other guy loses. But we learned from World War I the consequences of taking that to an extreme. So you'd like to find a don't lose, don't lose. And I actually think that we're kind of 
at a point where if both sides could accept a don't lose, don't lose, we could there, like I say, no solutions, only trade-offs. There could be trade-offs on the table that both sides would be comfortable taking, but you can't with Putin right there. Cause he's just going to keep coming back to you five years later. So uh, when you say the whole, what we learned from world war one, what you're saying is that treaty of Versailles, right? We completely fucked over Germany right. after world war one, um, which, you know, some people might feel is justified, but because sure, of that, Belgians. that's how, that's how you ended up with the rise of Hitler and yeah. and Nazism and all of that, right? Godwin um, enters the chat, right? Which is what, which is what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, we we don't want that to happen. The problem with don't lose, don't lose is I, I don't know how to define don't lose for Putin, I, I, right? Because all and, he knows is escalate, right? Like you he's, give him a thing because, to settle on, he's like, nope, I need to raise the stakes. That's all I ever do. Well, because he's very similar to Trump in zero sum gaming, right? Like mm-hmm. he just doesn't. There's there is no like both sides win kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's so that's a very challenging person to negotiate with. And as they said in that in that episode, uh, Zelensky is in like no mood to even go to the negotiating table. Um, so why would he? Um, and so this thing's just going to escalate. And then the question is, well, what if? Putin does the unthinkable and uses even a tactical nuke, you know, a very small nuclear weapon, then what's our response? And how is that response? Like, how is it enough that, you know, we slap the hand and the kid knows never do that again. And then how is it, but not going overboard to the point where the kid's just like, fuck it. I hate the world and I want to destroy everything, you know, and that, that kid being Putin is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know that's about as uncomfortable in the analogy, but it doesn't have to be a kid. If you like reform, no, it's, it. yeah, uh, I yeah. follow you. The, yeah. And you know, they, they actually talk about it on here. It's sort of what we've said the last couple episodes where it's like, it's kind of three options, right? There's a complete nuclear escalation, which is the right. worst option. Which is no There's matching kind for kind. So if it's a tactical nuke, then it's we send a tactical nuke. And then the third other option is we do traditional warfare to take out all of his traditional warfare but, troops. But, but you like, have to, like, I don't see that any itself scenario escalate. where, yeah, I don't see any scenario where conventional right. warfare, even if we say going in, we're only going to do conventional warfare. There's he would just no use nuke. another tactical nuke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or or worse. Right. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't see any way that's not escalatory. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I, there, and we don't have no to think so, here. like, you know, short-sightedly or lack of options. I mean, there's other players in this game. Uh, North Korea keeps launching rocket, rockets. They claim to be buddies. I mean, if there's some kind of coordinated strike on all of our aircraft carriers or something like that, I mean, that's crippling on a, on a, on a Navy, um, you know? That's, I mean, there, there would be, there would be a response to that, but I'm saying like, of course, that, but was. that's the draw. Like what the, nobody wins from a response from that. This is what Trump was saying in 2017. <laughs> yeah. I, I, here's, I mean, here, here's, here's what he has for best case scenario. Let me play this. What's the best case here going forward? I still think there is a, a better case. Uh, certainly a best case uh, would, would be, uh, for Vladimir Putin to realize that he started this war, he has the ability to end it. Uh, I think what could be part of that would be a an ability to extract something from the Ukrainians and the and the West that would give him enough of a face saving way out that uh, he could he could settle. Uh, I think we he, didn't even talk about this. That fucking bridge blew up. Probably blew that oh. option out of the water. We haven't talked about it on the show. I don't well, have sound for it. 
well, but the thing is, like, okay, so what he's saying is he wants to extract something. What he would, in my opinion, what he would want is at minimum to keep the four regions that, you know, supposedly voted on that referendum. Only like 30,000 people voted in each of those, by the way. I know it's all bullshit, but, but I think that's, that would be his bare minimum is I want to keep these, this territory and, and annex it to Russia. And I just don't see any way Zelensky agrees to that or, or the Ukrainian people are okay with that. I just don't, I, I don't see how that ever would work. No, I don't disagree with you. Um, I would say at some point there has to be a point of diplomacy and it shouldn't be at the end of a, and and this is like best case from the West perspective, crippled and, you know, embarrassed Russia. Like that's not, that's not going to be good for anybody. No, the wounded tiger is the worst. Wounded tiger. Um, I think that's it for sounds. Did I play one more Scott Horton clip? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, actually, this is related. Hold on. Look, I mean, war is a government program, and I don't think this is working out very well for the Russians. Um, you know, my primary focus is on explaining why this is all America's fault in the mm-hmm. first place. Uh, I mean, Putin. He goes zero to sixty like right now. Really bears fast. responsibility for the invasion. He said Putin. The has Americans bear the responsibility oh, for the Cold oh, War. This is all America's fault in the mm-hmm. first place. Uh, I mean, Putin bears responsibility for the invasion. The Americans bear the responsibility for the Cold War, which is the real context in which this invasion is taking place. And they should be doing everything they can to negotiate an end to this war right now. They're looking at Russia's weakness that you're talking about there in biting off more than they can chew. And they're going, hey, 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 yeah, yeah, this is our chance to stick it to them, to bleed them, to break them, to weaken them, destabilize them. This is madness. This is the most reckless policy since World War II. This is worse than how America behaved in the Cold War. So tune in Friday for more of that shit, man. (laughs) This is an action-packed 30 minutes. Um, uh, yeah, man, that was that was quite 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 a half hour. Um, I don't know. I think the only question I have that's at all even related to anything we're saying, but it, it's hard to answer now. Just your opinion, your gut. Three hundred years from now is Ukraine and its diaspora the new Israel? Oh fuck! Oh, I I hope not. Jesus. I I mean. That would be pretty insufferable if they're the new Israelis. They're like, they don't understand, man. We don't have nowhere to... Like, I'm trying to do Ukrainian Yiddish, which is obviously, like, part of where that actually came are from. They gonna just, are they going to, like, annex Beirut and just, like, destroy houses and build their own... Beirut thing? or Belarus? Belarus, oh my, my bad. God. Oh, my God. Wait, but Russia... Oh, my God, Alan. <laughs> like, what? We were forced to move here. Oh, Fuck. Man, you made my stereotype uh, accent not sound like Kanye West and sound very palatable <laughs> with that question afterwards. And I wish I didn't bring attention back to it. That guy's had a week. We don't he even have any sounds from him. I skipped them. I forgot them. Then there's a whole sound I didn't play about how um, Candace Owen like cherry picks at like straw men, and mm-hmm. and it's a great formula. Like we should copy it and make our show popular. <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not. That's okay. Not. All right, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for your, that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for your Monday night, listeners. We recorded this on a Monday because I'll be in an airplane, and you'll see uh, you'll see pictures of three toed sloths and whatever else you see in Costa Rica for the next few days from our podcast. Once you hear, you're gonna it. see Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> God bless. <laughs>
Cheers. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. <laughs> how great! An anti-American Marxist! Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is... Podcasting.